You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hello, dear listener. It is Joel from the Editing Bay. And last week we pre-announced this week's episode would be talking about Sweeney Todd, the Tim Burton musical adaptation starring Johnny Depp, uh, to coincide with uh, Joe, our lovely co-host Joe's, uh, on-stage screen adaptation that he is currently rehearsing for, uh, and is also the reason why we are not having a new episode this week. So he's gotten tied up uh, in rehearsals. He's been staying up until midnight every night this week, and we just couldn't find time and didn't want his show to suffer. Uh, so we're going to push off our Sweeney Todd episode until next week, hopefully, cross fingers. So in the meantime, we didn't want to leave you without a new-ish episode to listen to this week. So instead, we're going to replay an episode we did back in 2015 in December, when a little movie called Star Wars The Force Awakened came out. Uh, it is not on iTunes. You cannot download it because they only display the latest 100 episodes. So we figured with the release of The Last Jedi on video this week that it'd be a good time to revisit that episode and hear what we had to say about uh, The Force Awakens at the time, whether those critiques hold up, uh, and apologies in advance for any disparaging remarks we made about Carrie Fisher, who was still with us at the time. So tune in next week where we'll be back with a brand new episode talking about Sweeney Todd. And until then, enjoy our reminiscing of Star Wars The Force Awakens. The weekend? You had a good weekend? Yeah, dude. It's fucking Star Wars weekend. Star Wars weekend. I've been waiting for this moment for... I've been waiting for this <laughs> moment for about 30 years. <laughs> because the prequel sucked. Oof. Yeah. So, okay, guys. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies, and we're kind of flipping the script a little bit. Yep. Usually we go back and we talk about some movie that's like on video or whatever. It's been a long time since we've talked about a movie that's in the theater. I think the last time we did it was Wolverine. It was uh, in our The Wolverine. In our inaugural year, excuse me. That's right. Me. Uh, so we are going to be talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens, because we haven't done enough Star Wars on this <laughs> podcast. Well... We were supposed to do Small Soldiers, if you're following the Twitter handle, uh-huh. at the Editing Bay. You know that uh, we, we changed, what was that, was that Friday night when we made that call? Yeah. Uh, because we realized early that... That's all we're going to want to talk about. There's no other movie we want to talk about right now. It would have been 15 minutes of Small Soldiers. You like Small Soldiers? Yeah, what did they yeah, do right? Yeah, what did they do Tommy wrong? Tommy Lee Jones Recast? is funny. Okay. So how about that Star Wars? Star Wars. Uh, so why even bother pussyfooting around it, right? So, uh, so now, yeah, we want to talk about The Force Awakens, and we brought in Jason Cox, uh, because there really would be nobody better to bring in on this thing. The guy who has decorated his home <laughs> <laughs> like full-on Christmas Star Wars. Dude. Uh, like, he gets the holidays... More, I mean, this isn't really a hard thing to do, though. To get the holidays more than the Star Wars holiday special got it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean... They, they've posted pictures of his home on local radio station websites and Twitter. Yeah, you're a little local celebrity here, buddy. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Actually, today I was at lunch with a friend of mine, and uh, he brought a friend of his along, who I have met a couple times, and uh, our buddy Griff, our mutual friend Griff, says, hey, you need to show him a photo of your house. <laughs> and I showed the guy on my phone a photo. Of the, he goes, wait, that's your house? Uh. 
I've been seeing this all over the internet. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, I guess I am famous. It's so cool. He's got like this Death Star with like a Santa hat on it, mm-hmm. and isn't it like some Adats like reindeer? It is. It's four Adats that are all strung together like reindeer, and they all have little lights in their blasters, so they look like they have glowing noses. It's <laughs> so awesome. And crossed lightsabers on the Dude. front of the house. There's a, a Darth Vader in the front. Am I missing anything? And what else? That's do you it have? for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next year he'll add to it. It's it's the boys and I have already started noodling and engineering on the additions for next year. I'm going to call you Darth Griswold. <laughs> 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 so so we all went and checked out. I mean, we've seen the movie now multiple times. Yes. Uh, we didn't see it the first time together. No, because uh, it, was, it was. If you heard the episode uh, <laughs> a few months back when we were scrambling to get tickets, you realized it was a, it was a, it was a mad rat. Well, uh, we talked dash. about we talked about Hideaway. We tried to talk about Hideaway. <laughs> we did a Jeff Goldblum impersonation, then right to Star Wars tickets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we saw it at different times on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then we reconvened and saw it all together at the Draft House. Beautiful on Saturday, uh, and it man, it it's I don't I don't know like just let's just go let's, let's go. Uh, it's. To quote, uh, well, to paraphrase mm. The Dark Knight, it's the Star Wars movie. Maybe it's not the Star Wars movie that we deserve, mm-hmm. but it's the Star Wars movie that we needed right now. Absolutely. That's uh, a nice way of saying it, too. It's, um, yeah, guys, by the way, this is a spoiler-filled discussion yeah. that we're about to have. There's no yeah. way we can talk about it without getting into the details. Otherwise, we'd just be doing what... I, and, and I tried to read some reviews. I was specifically reading non-spoiler reviews leading up to that first showing. Mm-hmm. But it's like... It's like it doesn't really tell you anything more than except everyone's saying like go see it you're gonna love it yeah. but we can't tell you anything about it well and don't tell anybody else about it actually I read one uh, from Big Fanboy mm. and when I read that one he said it's basically a loose retelling or remake of the first one mm-hmm. and that one I'm like shit now I know what I'm looking at in the poster yeah and that's when I kind of I took that as a spoiler but it was a mild one and honestly I felt that review was a little off base mm-hmm. uh, because it was completely different but absolutely there is no way to effectively talk about this movie without <laughs> giving away a whole shit ton of stuff so there you go guys you have now been warned turn this off right now go see the movie if you haven't mm-hmm. and if you have enjoy because we're about to get into it um I do want to start with what Jason just said about Big Fanboy's review, about how it's basically a retelling of the original. Uh, I agree and I disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that the beats are so similar. Like, they, they stick to very similar beats. And we talked about this a little bit, yeah. Joel, uh, that I know that's a criticism that a lot of people have, while at the same time, I think it's the best way to have done this. Because we just sat through, you know, you think about the last three Star Wars Thank movies you. that Lucas yep. gave us, and they're horrible like we feel like fans betrayed mm-hmm. we needed something that felt almost like kind of a star wars security blanket like something that that's going like hey this come back because this is remember what you liked about the series right come back because here you go it's kind of along those same paths i don't think the next film or the one after that is going to even come this close to you know echoing the original but i think it was a smart idea to do that no i agree and i think yeah episodes eight and nine can't because already like that's the one criticism everybody can can kind of levy against it there's mm. really not a lot to complain about this movie right except that uh, it, it's we're like you said following some beats it's rhyming as jj abrams would, would like to say mm-hmm. uh and they've kind of the, the whole movie uh my boss we're talking to my boss about this and uh he had a really interesting perspective that started when he saw the first trailer and talking about just the designs of everything. That um, he was actually kind of standing up for the, for the prequels a bit. Uh, he's a little biased because he worked on them. But um, he was saying, at least in the prequels, as horrible as the storytelling was, 
all the designs were new. The ships were new. You know, the, like, with the exception of recurring characters like R2-D2. Um, everything kind of looked different. The costumes, everything in uh, Force Awakens is a remix. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we still have X-Wings. We still have TIE Fighters, but they're black. We still have Stormtroopers, but everything's, you know what I mean? We still have uh, a, a sandy planet in the form of Jakku. Uh, everything's but you still had a sandy planet in the form of Tatooine in the orig- in the prequel trilogy. Oh yeah, so they didn't really expand at all. I feel like the um, the complaint that this like that that this visually does is is that what you're trying to say? Like your boss is like the, visually this doesn't. I mean, he's got a point, fit. right? We still have well, our, our our main droid BB-8 is just a remix of R2D2. But I mean, you could say that about everything, like in our society, how you know things evolve. They evolve into whatever. Like we used to have phones on hooks. Now mm-hmm. we have a phone like this. In the time since the he's original holding a Star Wars, just FYI, for the audience. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> no, but in the time that's pa- that's passed since Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. we now have iPhones. You know, that wasn't something that we were considering that we were going to have it re- it really, you know, back then, but we have them now. They still kind of, you know, there's still a lot of phones that resemble phones that we had then. Sure. But they've changed. They're novelties and gag gifts, <laughs> but they right. do. Even but, on, So ahead. I have to say, um, in, in that same idea, though, let's look at the thing that keeps popping in my head, and I can't understand why because the new ones are such an abortion, but the <laughs> Ford Mustang. The Ford Mustang in 30 years has gone through a lot of evolutions. That's, good. that's a good point. And it good. still that's stayed. Good. And we're only talking about 30 years. Not only that, we're talking about 30 years that are torn by war mm-hmm. and strife. So designs and innovation haven't come that far. They have improved some things. They have become more effective and more uh, efficient in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still fundamentally the same thing. And honestly, if you're going to use the X-Wing as an example... When you hit perfection, you don't really fuck with <laughs> That's it. That's right. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, my exactly. God. There's, there's a moment in this movie when uh, when Poe and uh, and Finn yep. take the uh, the TIE fighter mm. and escape from the... Uh, <laughs> escape from the, the, the so thing. magical. When when they escape, and there's, there's this moment where Poe, and I think Jason knows where I'm going to go with this, when Poe finally flies it out of the hangar, and he's like, whoa, this thing really moves. Yes. Like, Every time I've watched it, my mind immediately goes to Jason Cox because we play that Star Wars Armada game, and he <laughs> talked about like the, the the Tie Fighters, and he's like, "These motherfuckers move, man." <laughs> I'm like, I could just imagine, like the first time I watched it, I'm like, when that part happens, I know Jason's gonna like nod his head and go, "Yep, yep, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Well, well, duh. <laughs> well, not only that, have you never fought against one Poe? <laughs> right. You're an ace pilot for the the Resistance. How have you not known this? Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. But and that part, that particular part of it, was so much fun too to see that kind of melding in. It was like, hey, I've always blown these things out of the sky. But I've also <laughs> secretly always wanted to fly one. Right. And then it happens, and it's so much fun. It's so much and So and, much fun. And as the audience, we've always wanted to be inside of one of those right. things. You know, yes. you get to experience it from a different point of view. I never knew there was a rear gunner in a TIE fighter. <laughs> That's there wasn't in the cool. original one. Oh, there were not? No. Oh, well, there you go. There was Added a, a solo movies. pilot thing and I, I don't know why they opted to do it except for to tell the story the way they did in this particular instance but it worked and again it was fun to watch yeah, yeah that scene pops up about what 10-12 tw- minutes into the film and I don't know, yeah. know about you guys but that's when I realized that's when I kind of uh, sighed uh, relief because I was like okay this is fucking <laughs> this is pretty fucking awesome maybe yeah. it's just me and my fanboyism taking over but uh, this is nailing it this is the right tone uh-huh. it's funny this is the funniest of all seven Star Wars movies, e- will you agree easily, with me there? Easily, yeah. And the, it's, the the dialogue, and it's not funny that it's goofy. No, not George Lucas funny. Yeah, not silly. <laughs> it's no, it's 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 funny in a very like. It, but the thing is, you can compare this to Empire Strikes Back with the the dialogue in Empire Strikes Back was just as you know as fresh and and sharp. Yep. 
for then as this is now. You know, so I, I, it clearly though. I mean, there are there are moments like when when uh, we first see Kylo Ren and he has Poe Dameron and they hold him down. <laughs> I, I almost feel like maybe that part wasn't scripted. Like it's it feels like two actors on a set having to like just strike a pose. <laughs> how does this and work? And not know how who goes next. Who yeah. talks first? Do and, I talk and first? Oscar Isaac's <laughs> like so. Uh, so uh, what happens next? <laughs> Who goes first? Do I go first? You go first? And then he starts talking. He's like, it's really hard to understand with that, that thing on your face. Yeah. And there were so many things about that, too, that seemed like just fun little things that fans have always had. Like, you know, God, Darth Vader, you know, is that mumbled through that that mask and everything. And mm-hmm. the fact they actually played on that was a lot of fun. Yep, yeah. And it. even the fact that whenever Kylo Ren first starts talking, the first few minutes I'm listening to this, I'm sitting here going, all right, this is overdone. Mm-hmm. I, all of a sudden, I've got images of Bane dancing through my head. Uh-huh. But then I start thinking about it. I was like, no. And to talk about Kylo for just a little bit, uh, he's obviously obsessed with Darth Vader. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to emulate the mm-hmm. affected voice he has and everything else. So it worked. Yeah. It was a hashed together, mm-hmm. angry teenage uh, attempt at being Darth Vader. He's and, the original cosplayer. And Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't Vader be the original cosplayer? <laughs> no, because no, he was the real up. deal. Yeah. He, he was o- OT. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I don't. I I definitely don't think that the uh, the modulation and the production of Kylo Ren's voice was half as distracting as Bane's. No, 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 no. It was more of a, a fear kind of thing when oh, it first started. Okay. It was like, please, 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 don't go this route where I'm going to be agitated by this. You know, but within a few minutes, it was just like. And, and to go back to what you were saying, Joel, about mm-hmm. when it got to that scene at the Tie Fighter, Oof. it it was the scene where Kylo Ren uses the Force. To stop, stop the laser the yes. fucking blast from Poe Dameron. Like, we didn't know they could do that. Yes. We thought they just caught it in their hand like mm-hmm. Vader did. Yeah, or just deflected it like Wonder Woman. But <laughs> he does it, and the way he does it, first of all, he stops the phaser blast. It's there in the entire fucking scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just yeah, floating yeah. either in the background. Yep. Or there's even a part where they walk Poe Dameron past it, yep, and he, he even looks, looks over it. his shoulder like, oh, <laughs> I am <laughs> so screwed right yeah. now. And then he does the cool guys don't look back at explosions things. He starts to walk off and just like, oh, I let it go. Let's it go. And, and it, boom, it fires off. And it's so well done. Mm-hmm. But even that, you know, the, the force effects he uses, and I, I think it plays off wonderfully because he is young and angry and, mm-hmm. and sloppy. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of shaky in how right? he does yeah, things. Yeah, like it's so lightsaber. much more brutal. And it's just, I, that was the moment. When I looked at this, and after the X-Wing dropped its blaster out and tried to mow down all those stormtroopers, <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene is when I was breathed a sigh of relief and went, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? uh, go ahead. I, I just Before we get too far off of the uh, the scripting and the language and the humor, um, I one of the things I liked that it did, that uh, it didn't shy away from kind of contemporary vernacular yes. as far as like the way that there, there's a couple of lines. Um, <laughs> I'll get to one in a second. But uh, when uh, Ray, uh, I guess she just met Finn, they're being chased, uh-huh. and... Um, he says, well, they think you're with me now. And she's like, well, thanks for that. <laughs> right? Just the way that she reads that line isn't the way that people spoke back in the 70s. And I think where the yeah. prequels kind of failed, they, they, they updated the special effects and the technology, but they didn't update the speech pattern, the way that it didn't feel like uh, it was written in 1999 or early 2000s. I don't, I don't think Lucas was even thinking about speech patterns. Yeah. No. I think Lucas He's was that just bad like, of a writer. just say the words. Just I think the... he was trying to make them all sound very proper and important. It always sounded very stuffy. But they end up boring. Instead, they exactly. sound boring. You hate all of these people, yep. or at least you don't care for them by the end of the movie. But I tell you, the, the crowning achievement of this film is we have brand new characters 
that spend the majority. To steal exactly what I was about to say. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's well, cool. go, go ahead and go say ahead. it. No, I, I'm totally going to say that you've got brand new characters. What J.J. Abrams achieves in this movie mm-hmm. is that we have brand new characters, and there are like what four or five of them each with a distinct arc that are all compelling, that they all go through some kind of a journey in this movie and they don't manage to like bump and run into each other and make it sloppy. Like it's all really neat for the most part. Uh, But yeah, and and you can tell who they are. Their personalities come out through their dialogue Mm -hmm. and we're not just told everything. We're shown, like just when we first meet Ray. And there's barely a word spoken, yep. yet we get so much information, so much important information about her just told through the visuals, mm-hmm. you know, from her scavenging in the old uh, Star Destroyer and then, you know, her getting her stuff, the uh, you get one quarter portion. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, and Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, I yeah. just learned today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she's she lives in a downed ad-at. Like, that's pretty badass. That's awesome. And you see, like, she's scratching off. So we know, like, oh, she's been she's been waiting for a while. You know, she's been here for a while. Like, it's little touches like that that are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they don't disrupt the flow of telling the story. Uh, it, and it just it goes towards building a richer character and a richer uh, a richer universe. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with Finn, we. We get okay. This is going to go for Finn and for Poe at the same time. Mm-hmm. If this was George Lucas making this movie, mm-hmm. we'd have had this long, drawn-out explanation of who, what Finn, and why Finn decided to, to change or whatever. And I'm sure that story's coming. Mm-hmm. But Lucas would have felt compelled to like give us a boring explanation right now. He'd have given us some boring, long-winded explanation mm-hmm. about Poe Dameron and how he got off Jakku. Instead, it was just like. They met back up, and he's like, how'd you get off Jakku? Man, I, I woke up, and it was nighttime. The ship was gone. You were gone. So I'm so glad you're alive. That's all the information we need. <laughs> yep, the end. And it's it's wonderful the way that this movie moves and, and the pacing of it. It's it, it, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Oh, wow. That's high I praise. Have, I have to agree with that. Going in, I think, after being burned three times in a row on something that was just so important to my upbringing and, and who I am, I really did walk into this pumped up, excited, but ready to feel really bad when I <laughs> yeah. walked out. I felt good for you, and I felt good for your your son. You were very excited yes. uh, into the days coming in. You were posting about like I don't know who was more excited, him or you, that you were able to share that with. <laughs> uh, him. I think uh, it was probably me. Yeah, I think uh, so. and he was building off that excitement. Yeah. But what was even cooler is Saturday night getting to go see it, and it was me. My son and my dad yeah. all together. Three seeing generations. It, it was God. that's what his father posted that picture. Three generations. Oh yeah, the three of us. There was uh, there were a few cosplayers there in the Alamo Draft House, and we were talking about the high quality elite level. And there was a Vader and a Kylo and a couple other characters. And I actually asked the other characters to step aside so the three of us could take our photo with Darth Vader. Yeah. Because it's just that's been such an important character to my dad, myself, and my son. That's so cool. But yeah, absolutely. Colin was excited about it. Ethan, my stepson, was excited about it. But I do think uh, the excitement. Uh, just to give you some some context, leading into the first viewing on Thursday night, and you were there, Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you every, were there. <laughs> you were there. Uh, there was a pool going on in the lobby. It was from my urine uh, <laughs> after seeing this movie. Well, that was the other pool. Uh, but it, there was a pool going on of when Jason's first tears would be shed. Mm. And when uh, were they? Uh, they were the big yellow Star Wars logo <laughs> yeah, and the first note of the music. It's hard to not get pumped up. But the yeah. thing is, is Colin and, and, and Ethan, they were both so into it. And I remember when it started, I leaned forward in my seat just like, here it comes. The second the 
long, long. It, the second that appeared, I just leaned forward and braced myself for it. And when it hit, I just kind of took it all in. I sat back in my chair, and I could see out of the corner of my eye, my son was looking at me Aww. and not the screen. Aww. And I was just like, That's that awesome. was such a cool moment. And then, and we'll get into these moments, yeah. but when some of the big moments happen later in the movie, yeah. he lo- he's like he was looking... I could see him looking at me out of the corner of my eye for like the emotional cues. Is it okay There's, to cry? Is, yes. Some great tentpole moments in this movie. Strong really. men also uh, cry. <laughs> Strong men also cry, <laughs> Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> uh, the uh, the what, what did you think about the the missing 20th Century Fox fanfare? Did it? Did yes, it I really you? miss it. Yeah, I, I very much miss it to the point where I I almost want to load that audio file on my phone. And uh, go to a super cool screening where you know there's some super fans there that wouldn't mind me holding it up as the Lucasfilm logo is coming. You're like the Lloyd Dobler of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think more like Spartacus. And the people around me would stand and join when the guys with the flashlights come in and say, Who's playing the fanfare? I am playing the fanfare. I'm playing the fanfare. Well, of course, but then at the viewing we all saw on Saturday, Mm -hmm. uh, the creative director from the Alamo Draft House came out dressed as Han Solo with a lightsaber. Uh, and after he spoke extensively <laughs> about his feelings about the movie yeah, and the way they all minutes. Worked, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a little um, but pre-show. He R- actually led up. the entire audience in the 20th Century Fox fanfare, which was heinous to well, listen to. It, it was, but cool. a lot of fun to be a fun. part of. I, yeah. I appreciated the thought behind it in the heart. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> would have been if he actually knew it, it would have been great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you didn't start the drum roll. Uh, I love you, James. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, actually, I, 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 in my head, I really wanted to start start doing the Ralph Wiggum version of it but, uh, <laughs> from the Simpsons movie, but opted out. Uh, all right, uh, I want to jump into uh, a, a, a little bit of criticism right now uh, because. You know, we are going to be verbally filleting this movie mm-hmm. a little bit more. <laughs> but I want to jump into a little bit of criticism. Uh, th- while watching this movie, this movie runs, what, about two and a half hours? 220. 220. Uh, and some would say that it is a very lean 220, too. I think so. It's, there isn't a whole lot that you, could ma- that you could take out of this movie. And I beg to differ on one point. Interesting. And it's the, uh, the scene on Han and Chewie's freighter. Not the Falcon, but the freighter that yeah. they pick up the Falcon in. There's a sequence in this movie. Mm. It, it, this is for the listeners' benefit, not for you guys. You guys yeah. have seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene in this movie where these uh, uh, these rogues confront Han and Chewie uh, because Han, being the who he is, has you know fucked up a job and he's played two sides against each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they come to take what's theirs, and these beasts get let loose in this freighter. Yeah. Um, I get the purpose, like why it happens. I get, you know, it's it's the convenient way to get Han. We have to force with, them back into the Millennium with Falcon. Fit force them. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, you know, it's to get them together with Ray and Finn and BB-8, mm-hmm. and so they can all be together. They take off together. But I felt like it was a little drawn out, a little unnecessary of a scene. I think that if you were going to take anything out of this movie. Mm-hmm. This could have been taken out. And it's actually kind of an expensive sequence yeah. that we didn't need necessarily. I'll agree with that. Um, it felt like the trash compactor sequence from the original film a, a, a little bit, especially the part where uh, Finn gets pulled in by one and Ray is trying to save. Uh, to me, that echoed when Luke gets pulled underneath the water and uh, they're shooting around trying to, you know, when they're a in the trash bit. compactor. The Dianaga. Thank you, yes. I have to agree with you, but at the same time, J.J. Uh, J. Abrams did 
similar things in the Star Trek movies. Absolutely. It and felt and like it felt kind of like it was like, ah, you know, dude, I, I could have done without that. Mm-hmm. I don't miss it if it's gone because, you know, it, it could have, but it was still fun to watch. Yeah, it's but not it horrible. But it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. I mean, you're right. How, otherwise, how do they all get forced out of the Millennium now, Falcon Now, that said, together? it did give Han... Some great moments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, they could have still had the showdown with those two guys, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movies The Raid and The Raid 2, The Raid Redemption I and The Raid ooh, 2. I've seen parts of the first one. Concha Club yes. was the entire cast and the stunt coordinators from The Raid. Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, God, no wonder. Yeah. Uh, but Interesting. you could have had a showdown with them and them escape from those guys. It's just that like, I'm thinking from a money standpoint, like those creature effects are fucking like that's expensive to do yeah. and it's they didn't really look like the kind of toys I'd want to get a kid you know like they're, yeah, they're, they're frightening disgusting. yeah they, yeah, they like were horrifying tentacled spaghetti monster now at the same time though here I am you know kind of just playing devil's advocate against myself mm-hmm. uh, which I love to do with my left because sometimes it feels like another person uh, <laughs> <laughs> the it, 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 it opens up the world a little bit more like what Star Wars did with the cantina scene right it shows us like another creature another monster I just felt like in that moment we didn't need that monster it, it caused us to get a little bit of a stunted dialogue from Finn who gave us like the you know the explanation of what this monster is before we actually see it uh, so yeah, we, but even we that know reveal it's is kind of nice free. she's like what does it look like and he's like that <laughs> yeah so uh, and anytime it gave us some opportunities for them to kind of play off against each other too um <laughs> her reaction shot. Well, she's fantastic. We'll talk more about her later. Daisy Ridley, but yeah, she's uh, really good. You know, covering her her uh, her mouth as she witnesses one of these uh, guys being taken down. Uh-huh. Just great little moments like that. Um, I, I I'm with you. I kind of found that scene disappointing is a strong word, but maybe unneeded. I feel but, like that's that's in this movie, which is. I mean, I can't say it about any other scene. This that scene in particular is the bathroom break scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> run pee that should uh, yeah. mark that down. Uh, but for me, it was a little more disappointing because were you disappointed where our characters are now, thirty years later? I mean, here we are, and when we left, when we last saw them, Return of the Jedi, you know, happily ever after, Ewoks are celebrating. Uh, they profess he loved their love <laughs> to each other before the wreckage of the Death Star rained down on the Ewoks, <laughs> on them, <laughs> killing them all. <laughs> Avatar style. The atmospheric damage alone <laughs> would have ravaged the entire planet. But uh, I, and I'm sure we're going to hear in the next in the next couple episodes what what happened in those years between. Obviously, you know they had a kid. Were they ever married though? And what went wrong? Uh, were they divorced before they sent Kylo off to be trained? Um, Wait, did you just give that away? No, what are you talking about? <sighs> spoilers here. <laughs> the fuck out. Um, but I, I wanted them to not be in the same place in their lives where they were. He's still a smuggler. He's still... Well, he explains, like, we went back to doing what we did best. And that's the only thing that I kind of forgive it for, mm-hmm. is that they're, they're at least addressing it and trying to explain it, whereas lesser directors, lesser movies would just be like, oh, well, he's Han Solo. Like, he's going to do what he always does without any sort of... Well, right. no, he had a big arc in the first three movies, and where are you going to go from here? And, well, now we know. It was, I think, a little bit to me disappointing because there's even a, say, a scene where Finn says, wait, you're Han Solo. The war hero, right? The leader of the rebellion. <laughs> Everybody knows him yeah. and Luke Skywalker. Ray knows all about Luke. Yeah, and the thing is, is but then Ray says, "No, Han Solo, the smuggler." Oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which yeah, I thought was right. great. I, I, I think it goes like uh, she says, "You're Han Solo. You fought for the rebellion." And I think Finn says, "Wait, I thought you were a smuggler. Wasn't he a war hero?" And and Chewie goes, mm-hmm. yeah, "Yeah, I love that." Was it the other way around? It was the other way around. Yeah. Ray remembered him as the the smuggler. 
Uh, but it was, I have to say, again, both criticisms we've laid out so far, if these are the very worst minor. things <laughs> like, in the movie, They're we're doing minor. good. I but I, I, I can see where you're coming from, Joel. It did feel a little bit like, come on, that basically tells me there was no development of this character until she says something about Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he stops dead in his tracks. Yeah, that's it. Shot and from the trailers I, here, we've got. Here come the hairs on the back of my neck, yep. and everything in my body starting to tingle now. <laughs> but that whole scene, you get to see, oh, wait, there's the Han Solo we left on Endor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and can kind of see the pain behind see the his pain. eyes. Oh. That's, that's Han Solo beyond. Yeah, that's definitely Han Solo beyond. Uh, and that's what I loved about well, That's why It's one of the many things I loved about this movie. It was so nice to see Harrison Ford, like, Give in a performance again. Yeah, he's for kind the of first been time. phoning it in the last yes, couple of films. But he really gave in this performance with what he was given. He really gave what he had, and you saw layers to his character. You saw layers to his performance. Uh, you even in in silent moments with him, uh, with Mark Hamill at the end that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Just with with looks, you get various layers all at once of things. And you're like, oh. The, oh the, Oh yeah, I, I I I feel it through the screen. I feel what's going on with these guys. Yeah. Uh, I didn't quite get it from Carrie Fisher. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even look like herself. Um, which you know, uh, age does that to a person. She's also lived so a hard cocaine. life since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, she's a weary war general now. She's still leading the resistance. I know. So, so I can kind of play it off. But even I mean, she sounds like oh, hun, I've, I've missed you. <laughs> you know, smoking a carton a day. Yeah. I don't think uh, she's a bad actress. She's just not really given much to do in this one. Hopefully, we'll make up for that in episode eight. Do you I feel think she's going to play? Do you think we're going to see her a little bit more well, in we, the next one? Kathleen Kennedy just today. I'm not sure if you sh- sure if you saw that in the news, but confirmed that all of the cast that's in Force Awakens will return. In Even Han? Are we going to get well, Spirit Han? Of <laughs> <laughs> the hell is this? I'm well, not a Jedi. Oh, so Why am I glowing blue? <laughs> what the hell? Why is Hayden Christensen here? Shit. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have to, you know, back to the Han thing, you know, the fact that he gave so much. There was a sense in the film, especially in the end, when it had, I had an opportunity to let sink in what happened, mm-hmm. um, that it was almost like J.J. Abrams said, look, I know you wanted this character dead a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I want you to take everything you loved about this character. Mm-hmm. I want you to take every moment you wanted with this character and make it yours yeah. because you know this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that J.J. had to say that. He probably felt it himself. He, and, uh, like, he wanted, he was lobbying for Since Han Empire. to get killed Since off. Since Empire. Yeah. Since, that's right. Yeah. Um, but and I, I think that's a, a large reason why he came back. I don't know that he would have agreed to come back for three movies. Mm-hmm. No. I think he agreed to come back for one. And the thing is, though, is uh, what I'm talking about, though, is the scenes, like, where he gets Chewie's crossbow mm-hmm. yeah. and has that he gets moment to do all these things, and he's like, "I like this." <laughs> you know, I've I, we've known each other for all these years, and I've mm-hmm. never fired this fucking gun. Yeah. But then there's the scene too. You talk about the little looks. Uh, John, our, our our mutual friend John mentioned mm-hmm. this. Uh, there's the scene where he climbs out of the rubble at Maz's place, mm-hmm. and he shoots two stormtroopers, and then he just kind of wings one over his shoulder. <laughs> I love that. Not takes even look. And there's a moment where he kind of looks at it like, "Fuck, I did that." Yeah. But it's so quick and so subtle, but it's so. Han. Yeah. There, there are less than subtle hints that someone is leaving us in this movie. You oh, know, yeah. like from the meet cute again with Leia and Han. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kept getting this th- this feeling like I'm like one of these two are not going to make it to the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. And they even have a moment where she has the whole like, 
I always hated watching you leave. Yo, and they he's were, like, well, that's what I always did. I wanted you to miss me. I'm like, I one of these two is going to die. That and I was like, they're it, saying goodbye in this for scene. For a split second, I thought it was going to be Leia. Because, yeah? because of the way this movie played out, I'm like, all right, so they're going after the Star Killer base. Oh, there's a fucking weakness. Oh. Okay, being Kylo Ren, you're the son of Leia and Han Solo. You've no doubt heard their fucking boring war stories about how they blew up not one, but two Death Stars because it had a fucking weakness. So I thought that was actually going to be a trap. Like, he was like, ah, of course this is, doesn't have a weakness. And they fire the weapon, and it takes her out. That would be... That would do... That is what JJ would do. Yeah. It's a very JJ move. So, but thinking about it Dynamite. more, thinking about it more and thinking about Empire, and that's why, like, when Han ended up dying, like, up until the point, sorry, guys, that's what, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, <laughs> up to that point where he's, like, kind of got the lightsaber in Kylo Ren's hand. Yep. And, you know, at that point, obviously, everybody's like, oh, shit, this is going to happen. Yeah. But, like, if you thought about it, you'd have seen it coming a little bit more with his character. Absolutely. And I didn't. I had the blinders no. on completely. When did you know that it was about to when, happen? Well, when they went back to blow up the place and Kylo Ren, when he walked out on the bridge. And I went, yeah. oh, fuck, this is the Obi-Wan moment. Y- yes. 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 And also echoing uh, A New Hope, like Ray and Finn come, come running walk, yes. in, but they're so far away from the situation they can't yeah. help. Mm-hmm. Much in the same way it that Luke was, did. It was that, that moment. When I saw him, I saw Kylo walk out, and I saw Han with that struggle of, I've got to try. Yep. And um, when I saw that start, and then it went through my head, and this is the one dig I have at J.J. Abrams for this mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. they should not have put the snow scene in the trailer, Mm-mm. because it gave away to me right then and there that Kylo Ren would still have that saber. Yeah. And yeah. still be angry. Yep. And, I know. But the, oh, Jesus Christ. When he shouted his name at the head of that ben, bridge. Yeah. Ben! I was like, <laughs> you sorry, did, you sorry did, Jeff. You did not sound like Harrison Ford. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, That's... honest to God, mm-hmm. started to lose it yeah. right then because I knew it was coming. Plus, I have a huge, huge weak spot in my heart for any type of father-son yeah, moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that one was hard. It's, it's, I have yeah. to give it to, uh, and I'm sorry, his name just completely left me. J.J. Abrams? No, no, no. Adam got, Driver. Oh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. His play on that scene mm-hmm. was so intense and so beautiful. It can be taken a couple different ways. I, I, I listened to the, the what he was saying in a apart. different way yes. uh, that second well, time. No, I know what, what I have to, to do and I'm just not sure I have If you watch the it. environment around it though there's this giant I love that shot beam yeah. of light on the bridge yep. and it's you you have this glimmer of hope for just a moment, and then over his shoulder, and the, the star finally collapses. The hope yep. fades, and the darkness takes yeah. over. And you're like, "Goodbye, Han. This is fucking <laughs> oh, happening." Jesus. It devastated me. Devastated every time I've watched this movie. It's completely silent just, in the theater. I mean, knowing exactly at, at at time number two, time number three, knowing exactly what's going to happen, and still like. It's like crying. I was crying next to my sister, mm-hmm. crying next to Sarah when we saw it at the at the draft house. It's such a powerful moment. It's not the surprise of what happens. It's the weight. It's what's going on here. It's it's the what Jason pointed out that Han has to try. He has yeah. to he as a father who loves his son, he has to try. There's a part of Han that knows this is what's going to happen. Oh, he knows. I feel like he, when he says the words anything I feel like that's it. when he touches his face before he falls, like it's it's devastating. However, <laughs> that said, I really hope someone gets on YouTube 
and does like a video mashup of Han falling off that bridge and then cutting away to set uh, to, to, Tom, to Tommy Lee Jones from the fugitive. <laughs> that guy just did a Peter Pan. Off his <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. It's, uh, that's beautiful. It, it's, it's, a, a, a wonderful moment. It's a wonderful mm. ending for this character. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, that's not how Han Solo's supposed to go. But Yo, then there's thought a part he'd go like, like in a blaze man, of glory. But that's a that's a hell of a way for a character. It's, it's better to go out that way. I we think. talked about you mentioned mm. where the characters were. That moment proved Han Solo wasn't the same character from the original movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he was going to sacrifice himself to try to save Ben. Yep, and. Uh, different note we've mentioned before I think on different podcasts mm-hmm. the very first time I ever shed a tear in a movie theater was when Darth Vader died mm. my son turned to me when we got in the car and he said I cried Aww. when Han Solo died wow. and that was so oh, so moving mm. but tough. it was it, it honestly and not to make the entire podcast about the fact Han Solo died but it was one of the most moving and emotional things I've ever seen on screen mm. yeah I mean, it's it's a character that's been very important, I think, to all of us. Oh, yeah. You know, growing up as Star Wars fans, you know, I, I was definitely the kid that grew up who liked Han more than Luke. Like, oh, yeah. He was the yeah. more fun. Doug. And so this was something I think we, ne- we never thought we were going to see. We never considered that we were going to see something like that. I know in the books they explored, like, they killed off Chewbacca and Vector Prime and... So that's what some people thought was going to happen in this, that Chewie was going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised Chewie made it out. Like Me too. After, after Han died, I kind of thought Chewie was going to go out in a blaze of glory yeah. as well. Looks like he's going to yeah. be around for a while. Yeah, uh, I bet he, he's going to at least make it the next movie, but after that, we'll see. You think it's just going to be uh, well, a slaughter for, fest you just have from to now until fact, episode nine? Peter Mayhew may not be able to make it that well, far. Well, but apparently... They've got a stand-in. They've got another person who okay. does it now. You say stand-in, but like I was reading, like he did all of those scenes that required more motion. <laughs> Go back and watch that movie. <laughs> it's walk. 90% of the shots of Chewie. So like what? Yeah. The only thing that Peter Mayhew's doing is when he's already seated? When he's sitting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah, he was close sitting, up shots of his face. Yeah. Well, so which to, I got to argue anybody could do that. To go back to you saying, you know, the never thinking Han's going to die. Because he is. He's kind of an immortal character. Yeah, yeah. And, and first of all, when Han died, I immediately thought, dear God. How is Joe taking this? Uh, <laughs> because the next morning at work, I would go back and forth thinking about it, and I'd start tearing yep. up again. Oh it was the worst morning of work ever. <laughs> when I bought the Rogue's expansion for Armada, <laughs> I, I set aside the Millennium Falcon and said, this is for when Joe comes in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it 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 honestly, um, it, it my wife said something my wife. about it. it she, she said something about it. She said, you know, it was hard to watch, and she, and she said something about Dumbledore. And I said, but there's a difference. Dumbledore and the Harry Potter books have been around for a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Han Probably Solo's that. been around my whole life. Yeah. Every minute I've been around, well, shy a year, yep. my conscious life, Han Solo's <laughs> been around. Mm-hmm. He's I, been there. I still catch myself just being befuddled that this is even happening. Yeah. That I that 30 years later, they go, that's that's something that they, they used to talk about in the early 80s. Oh, uh, when they get older, they're going to film episode 7, 8, 9 when they're older, and then we're going to see the continuing adventures. And uh, uh, when when we started getting the prequels, we were like, well, that's bullshit. That's yeah, not that's, happening that's anymore. Yeah, not gonna happen. Everyone's already saying no more 7, 8, 9. I, I want to I kind of touch on what Jason's saying a little bit, that you know Han Solo's been around our, our entire lives. I don't know if you guys got a feeling of this, and this is probably, you know, my stupid thinking on it, but... Yeah, probably. Seeing... (laughs) (laughs) And I I love doing this with you every week, Joel. Uh, But, like, when Han comes back on screen, when they come back in the Falcon, and he comes running in, and then he has that Chewie, we're home moment. Yep. That moment. When we see Leia get off that ship, and he's reunited with her. When we see... when. Guys, the scene where he says, like, it wasn't all bad, was it? Yeah. Some of it was actually pretty good. 
I feel like he's talking about Star Wars. I feel like he's making a comment on the entire, like, prequels through the, the regular movie, the original movies. I feel like he that's J.J. Abrams through Han Solo making a statement of, it wasn't all bad, was it? We're all Han Solo in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you pick up on what the first spoken line is? Somebody, somebody pointed this out to me in the entire film. It's uh, the uh, Max von Sydow character, and uh-huh. he's handing Poe the the map, and he says, "This will start to make things right." right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and yes. that's kind and of like encapsulates. That's it's like that's very intentional. It's a statement on like this will start to make things. It's like we're not talking about the map; we're talking about the movie you're about to watch. Yep. It's going to make <laughs> things right. But I, to get back to what I was, uh, the point I was trying to make, like I felt like I was, I felt like I was watching like my mom and dad, like. That's my mom and dad up there. Like, I, like almost like reunited with these characters I'm so familiar with. Yeah, they raised you and they, in a yeah, way. Yeah, they raised me in a way. And to see them together and he, like he hugs her goodbye. And so to see that happen to Han, it's like, you know, it rips a piece out of you. This is someone that, you know, you if you're a, a dorky ass fucking nerdy kid <laughs> like me, you looked up to the Han Solo character. You know, there was there's a point in your teenage years where you try to model yourself after this guy like, I want to be a scoundrel. That yeah. looks like it's kind of fun. Yeah. Jason was wearing the jacket the other day. <laughs> that last night he shows up and he's got like a brown leather jacket and a white shirt underneath. Nice. I'm like, nice. All right, where's Chewy? Yeah, we showed up to uh, my wife at a concert. My wife. That's completely derailed. <laughs> she had a concert the other night and I showed up. I had jeans and a pair of boots on and I went to find a dress shirt and I saw my jacket hanging there. I was like, I'm wearing a white shirt. <laughs> I'm going full Han. Uh, nice. <laughs> Never go full Han. But absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. It it really does. It felt like it was just him saying, "Look, we're we're going to make up for this, yep. and yeah. we're actually going to set yeah. everything back on the right path." But at the same time, the the reveals they had of every one of those characters felt like a nod to the generation that's handing this off. This is for you, mm-hmm. but it's time to let go. Yeah. Yeah. So many shots of people handing other people weapons in this, like the older or, generation. Hand, or here. just handing people things in general. Just, yeah, that's true. Passing things on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then it, it go down that path. <laughs> Let's, that, that scene at Maza's yeah. where Ray hears the screaming that turns out to be her flashback and the voice of herself mm-hmm. screaming for her parents when she's left on Jakku. Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes. It honest When she grabs... The lightsaber. This is going to be dissected amongst it's, nerds oh. when the DVDs come out, frame by it, frame. It was, first of all, the very first thing that transforms around her, she's standing in the hallway on Bespin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Where Luke and Darth Vader faced off. Yes. And then all of a sudden that collapses away and everything else happens and you see everything else. I read today an article. If you listen and honestly- You hear Yoda. Yoda. You hear Yoda. No. Oh. You hear Yoda. There's a lot of things. You hear Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. What? And you also hear- the original um, Alec Guinness. Alec, you see here. Oh, yeah. I've got to go back because I've heard. I've heard Yoda. There's so much going yeah. on. There's a lot. Of, yeah, you. There's hear. so many layers of audio going There's on. There's a part moment. where he's. You hear Ray. These are the first steps, or something along those it's lines. The very last thing you hear. Ray was actually Obi Wan in the first movie, saying "Afraid." Oh, and wow. they extracted it. I read a whole article about this today. The same thing. But it all sounded right at home. Wow. It all sounded like something ancient. And it was just that whole sequence where she touched that lightsaber mm-hmm. was so powerful, and her reluctance to it mm-hmm. leading up to the next time she touched it, yes, which oh. was as emotional for me Dude, as when Han that's, Solo that's died. Goosebump moment, yes. that absolutely goosebump was. moment. And you, and you know it's coming, and you, uh-huh. the way they're setting it up, and you're like, oh fuck, here it comes, here yes. it, and then boom, flies right past his face. I, I love that she spanks the shit out of Kylo Ren. That's kind of nice. It it. it it harkens to something maybe darker 
on her path in the future. I absolutely have that same thought. I feel like you can't dominate like you just did and everything be hunky-dory. Oh, she will be tested. But that was so satisfying. To see that kid get spanked even a little bit. <laughs> I was telling, I, I, was, I think we did it on, it was on the group text where I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, like, he better fucking, he better fucking create a son or some shit to, <laughs> to, to, to redeem himself. Cause I don't see redemption for Kylo Ren. I don't no. think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to, it's going to end up like uh, Vader in the first one where he, he's going to sacrifice himself. Yes. I, I don't think it's to save her. I don't in I, episode nine. If I were to make a prediction, I don't think Kylo Ren is going to be the central point of this. No, I think Kylo Ren is going to be a conduit to start seducing Rey to the dark side. Probably, and oh, I yeah. think Finn is going to because they set up the theme that he's the one that's come back for her. Like she, the Maz said, she's like they've never come back to you, but there's one who will, and who, there's one who can, and she says Luke. But there's one person who's come back personally for Ray, yeah. and that was Finn. That's a good point. Uh, and so I think they might echo that further in the series, where Finn is the one who comes back for her to like to bring her back again. This is all speculation, so, oh, of course. I, that's the fun thing about Star Wars. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I think what's going to wind up happening though is she, even though they kind of set it up as she's filling Han's shoes, mm-hmm. and they kept kind of playing it as though Finn was going to be the. The, well, the that's he's the only guy we saw with a lightsaber in the trailers. But I honestly think he's going to wind up as the kind of hot shot, the big uh, deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and okay, she, big deal. <laughs> she's going to take the place of that. Luke in this. Dude, I think she's going to become so the savior absolutely. of everything. Yeah. But to go back to that that sequence, uh, it, just because it, it it cued on this so much, there's the lightsaber buried in the snow, mm-hmm. sitting there shaking. Mm-hmm. And my son even was cued in on this. He's like, it was just like on Hoth. (laughs) (laughs) But that whole scene when that's happening and then it flies past Kylo Ren's face Mm -hmm. and she catches it and there's that look of disbelief on her face. And then it is that soulful, moving, thematic music of Luke's. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. I could watch that scene alone over and over again. Pretty good lightsaber and, battles in this and, film. And, and they weren't oh. Cirque du Soleil yes. routines. No, no. Yeah, there's the, no CGI Ray or right. Kylo at any the, point. The lightsaber battles told a story like they did in the original Star Wars say, movies. you were talking about this. They tell a story, and it's it's wonderful. And I kind of love how the Ray-Kylo Ren lightsaber battle... Uh, also mirrors a little bit their first encounter where she's got the gun yep. and they're going he's going down the, the little cavern it's very similar visually uh, and it's nice to see how things have changed uh, do uh, do you guys have any thoughts any criticisms about how quickly she picks up on the <laughs> I force I was though? just going to say that that's my only criticism in that car- and I don't even know criticism but it is it's certainly there like she uses the Jedi mind trick before she's seen anybody else do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, un- unless you're counting what Kylo was doing, but that was more like extraction. That wasn't that wasn't inception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it is a nice moment though, where she like turns yes. it back on him and she's like, "You're afraid you will never be as powerful as oh, Darth Vader." That's so great, yeah, yeah. I, and I love the fact that she calls out Darth Vader by name, mm-hmm. and that's part of it for me. And that's the only explanation I have for why she was able to do that and realize it was even a possibility is that something came out of her in that exchange it's an awakening. with Kylo Ren <laughs> that triggered something in her, and she was suddenly aware something was different. Yeah, Are, are we all following the theory that she's somehow related to Luke Skywalker? That well, seems I was, was going to be my next question, it? is what you guys think about that theory. Uh, but before that, I, I do mm. want to touch on, because we're talking about Rey mm. and her using the Force powers, uh, Jason, 
the uh, when she uses the force power on that guard and says, "You will loosen my restraints." <laughs> yes, and open. The, who's the guy in the uh, Daniel Craig? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he a little I, short for a stormtrooper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And honestly, I was about to pee my pants. I was laughing so hard. That's great. Plus the fact that I couldn't get up to go pee throughout the entire movie because there was nothing I wanted to miss. Yeah. But that part where he does that whole thing, he straightens up and does exactly what she says, mm-hmm. and you will drop the blaster on the... And I'll drop, and the, I'll drop the blaster. <laughs> <laughs> the way his delivery and yep. everything was so great. Very and funny. that, Daniel Craig, Simon Pegg, finding out more and more how many people lent their chops. Ewan McGregor came in for a day, recorded one line, yep. and mm-hmm. fucking left. Yeah. I mean, all these people that... J- Max von Sydow. Okay. How the fuck do you get Max von Sydow to show day. up for a minute? <laughs> well, that's a question I have, though. Have we seen The Last of Him, or will he show up in episode eight? Because I don't know. He I, was chopped in half. He man. was, but, yeah. the, but the conversation that he and Kylo have, where they obviously know each other. Like, there's, there's, there's some history there. He's seen him turn. He knows who he is. Yeah. Um, which is probably why he has to be killed. But I have a feeling, I don't know. I don't know that, if we're going to that, see That'll come on back match, around. But I, I feel like, obviously, he, he was in that inner circle. I wonder if maybe he was. I, know, I think I know where he's going to come You know who he in. is? No, I don't. I mean, I know the character's name. Yeah. But I think, because they even make a comment about him being an old friend, yeah. I think he's going to make an appearance in Rogue One. Oh, as yeah, a younger that's, version of himself. That's that a good idea. That yeah, that's that's a good thought. That would make more sense when you yeah. get that guy <laughs> yeah. for one day. <laughs> but yeah, him. I definitely think he's dead. Either uh, that or JJ is just just recognizes that and you know, we're talking about all these famous actors who we never see their faces and yet we're seeing their performances and that's something that was so sorely missing in the prequels. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned this when we talked about all three of them. You know, all those all the other Jedi, all the extras, they're fucking ILM employees mm-hmm. that here here put put this mocap suit on and you you too can be a Jedi. Uh, that's all great and you get to say, you know, and, and maybe you save a couple of bucks because they're not part of SAG or whatever, but Everybody who appears on screen should be an actor, but even I mean, if they're background Abrams talent. J.J. Abrams put like some of his family in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but but everybody's good. I don't mind seeing. No, Greg Grunberg. I, I, I don't agree. Mind, uh, they are. They the are Asian all dude good. from Lost. That's all. He was a little distracting. <laughs> was he? He to me, he was a little distracting. Greg Grunberg wasn't quite as distracting, and it was nice to see a fat pilot. I was going to say the end of the movie. <laughs> this is their porkins. porkins. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for him to erupt in a grease me fire. Me too. But he I was like, dude, <laughs> not yet. Oh, by the way, for the party, we canceled it on the. Menu. We were going to have a Porkins roast, (laughs) 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 but since not everybody was going to make it in time for lunch, we uh, we cut that off. Uh, Good stuff. We Uh, just ended up with Thai sliders instead. uh (laughs) So (laughs) let's go back to Ray. What are your theories on Ray and her relationship to Luke? I feel like I'd rather she not be related to Luke. I agree, but I I don't know how you get around it right now. I I can't. Well, uh, you know, Jenna had a theory, which is there's still a possibility she could be Leia's daughter, but not by Han Solo. Because if you if you notice the they, they share very little screen time together, uh-huh. uh, Leia and and Ray, and when and they, they have only one scene, and yeah, and when they yeah. do, when they do, they hug each other, yes, and they'd never met. And Leia looks at her in a way that she shouldn't to a stranger. Uh-huh. I think I. Th- it's, so it's I, a long shot, but I I think we're supposed to believe that she's somehow related to Luke, and then JJ's going to put a spin and on. They it. also send her. To go yes. find Luke. That was the other thing. Why would Leia send her? Why would Leia go herself? The whole MacGuffin of this movie is they're trying to find Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and then she finally has the map and she sends a surrogate. But she sends him. I think my my gut on this again is J.J. J. Abrams going. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to connect all the fucking yeah. dots for you. I think he's kind of left them open too. It's but he left it open. But at the same time, she's the one who was called to. Mm-hmm. She's the one. Absolutely. That obviously there is a connection and there is a reason. Yeah. She's been pulled in. And I think that's it. I think she's the one 
who for some reason the lightsaber reached out to her. Mm-hmm. For so, there's some connection. Maybe she does know. And I think I, I think I agree with Jenna. I there's a possibility that she's the other solo kid. I think that uh, and and see that's that's what uh, the Jenna and Jason from the books. There were there were uh, twins that uh. Han and Leia had in the books. Uh, and that's what everybody was saying, like, oh, Ray and Finn, or Ray and Kylo Ren, I bet they're J- Jaina and Jason Solo, because Jason Solo ends up becoming a Sith Lord mm-hmm. in the books. And, I, you know, they kept saying, like, the books aren't canon anymore, that's not what's going on. And so, you know, fans obviously are thinking, uh, well, no, you're not going to do that, because you just killed that in the books. Uh, mm. I feel like it's a little, I, I don't know, I feel like it's that's the wrong move if you're going to go that route. I think so, too. Uh but at the same time, I can't deny what Jason's saying, that it makes sense. Like, she's she's the one that was called out to. She's the one that's having visions of Luke yeah. and hearing all of the former masters that have touched this lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, and she's she's got this this connection with Leia. She's got this connection with Han. There are, there are ways that Han reacts to her that are uncharacteristic unless... He has he knows something about yeah, her. Yeah, they have a very father yeah. daughter. But how do you get around the logistics of that? Because what we know in that flashback is she's she's already like a young girl. Mm-hmm. She's like six years old or something. Uh, she's been dropped off with uh, what's that character's name? Her, her oh, I can't remember owner. his name. The Simon Simon Pegg character. character. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But that's his voice we're hearing, and that's his arm we're seeing yeah, grabbing, yeah. holding her back. I mean, um, but it's you know, you see some, the ship flying away. Some ship flying off. There's uh, there's this way wacky outside of the box part of me that feels like just like how Obi Wan was on Tatooine, watching over Luke from afar, mm-hmm. that that's what Han was actually doing, hmm. watching watching Rey They do afar. run into him very quickly. They, they? run into him. Su- and they, he tries to explain. He's like, well, we pinged the Falcon as soon as she got it. I'm like, yeah, but you still got here pretty fucking fast. Yeah. Uh, and so I think... Yeah, well, but he maybe grills after, her like he doesn't know where after it was. Shi- yeah, well, so what? I mean... He's Han fucking Solo. He's Han fucking. Solo. <laughs> but, but, like, he... Um, God damn it, I lost my train of thought. Mm, sorry. Uh, no, ah, oh, fuck me, man. No, so he's he's very like he's light on her though. Like he's he's like, well, how about a job? How about you know right. you come stay with us? There's a part of me that feels like, wow, he's he's taken a liking to this girl really fucking fast. But then why leave her? I don't know to keep her away from her brother. I feel well, like how what's the age discrepancy between Kylo Ren and Rey? They seem contemporaries, right? They seem do they seem like they're contemporaries? Exactly. Yeah. Well, my one thing on them, my one issue with that is, I feel like when he got inside her head, somehow he would have picked up who it was, uh-huh. and that's the one thing that keeps me away from them being siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, although Vader is, never picked up that Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Until the very he, end. Well, that's actually very true. He did have a meeting with Leia and knew who she was. So, I mean, that that if we're going to use the old movies as, as any clue, then absolutely. Yeah. But it's, I, I am on the fence right now. She's either a solo or she's actually descended directly from Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, you know, I look at it and as God, as much as I hate to reference the first those those prequels, <laughs> Anakin came out of nowhere. That's true. That's true. He came out of nowhere. He was, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of there. But I do feel like her being dumped on the planet was highly intentional, and it was because of who she is that she was dumped on that planet. Maybe, uh, maybe Yondu was the one who was leaving her. 
Oh, we're, we're in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, crossovers there. That, 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 I mean, that was the best uh, Star Wars movie since uh, <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy uh, was the best. That. It was the best Star Wars movie since Firefly. Uh, <laughs> hey, can, can I talk about something we touched on no, earlier? No, Joel, you Just talk so really much. Quick, whatever. <laughs> um, you guys fucking talk about Han Solo for twenty Cause, minutes because we, we stayed on a path so <laughs> well. We have we have these like engaging conversations. You just keep going. Just trying to my move wife. It on. <laughs> You're welcome. No, we talked about the one shot, you know, when uh, uh, that shaft of light as Han is on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> shaft. I'm just talking about hey, Han hey, Solo. I, both of you right now, we are talking about Star Wars, <laughs> not one of your cheap, floozy films <laughs> that you're normally talking about. Let's class it up a bit, gentlemen. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so, the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a very artfully shot scene um, and again refreshing and this is one of the things like I said 10 minutes in where I had total faith in what I was seeing and wh- why it was entertaining was because for once in a Star Wars movie and I would say even excluding the original trilogy there's some dynamic camera movements going on here there's some superb filmmaking going on mm-hmm. and oh. pacing and the editing and the shots we've never seen a Star Wars movie like this before. oh no the, when yeah. you watch just the Millennium Falcon chase oh Dude. Jesus Christ now I do have a complaint because I of course you do well just just because everybody shot. likes it and no. Joel's a contrary <laughs> I see what you've done <laughs> <laughs> the student has become the master <laughs> the apprentice is now just strike me down but I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine um, but uh we see that that I don't want to even call it uh, attributed to J.J. Abrams because I, I kind of feel like that's a firefly shot that that uh, snap zoom uh-huh. that we see of the Millennium Falcon as it's flying into the Star Destroyer. It's a shot that's been shown in the trailers yeah. where we're kind of on a wide. It does a snap zoom in. That I feel like that's such a trend. That's such a trendy shot that's been around for the last five so ten effective. years. Wait, no, it's no, no, no. But I feel I'm like gonna reel you in here it's going to look really dated in about five years because. Firefly kind of invented that shot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just somebody, a floating camera capturing everything. Didn't Battlestar Galactica come yeah. out before they, they Firefly? They did that too. No, no Firefly came out before Galactica. But it's, you're right. It was that. It was, it was that. And it was the same production company that was working. Because if you, if you watch BSG, mm-hmm. there's one group shot of a bunch of ships, and there's a Firefly class freighter flying through. Oh, no way. Yeah. Seriously? Really? Yes, way, Ted. <laughs> uh, and then in um, um, the J.J. The Abrams Star Trek, there yeah. are shots that are similar to that. I feel like I, I don't. The end I don't, of the Kelvin is very much like that. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't want my Star Wars movies to feel dated. I'm okay with updating the filming techniques. Uh huh. That one. That I, one. That I feels this like this movie did a really good job of matching s- some of the styles yes. of the original trilogy. It's a, it's a delicate tightrope because you want to. Uh, audiences expect more than what we got in the trilogy in, uh-huh. or in the uh, the the prequels. Where it's just like this very stilted. Everything was done in post with ILM zooming in and so nothing was thought about uh, ahead of time. Uh, Firefly was 2003. Uh, BSG was uh, 2009. Okay. 2009. No, that was the end of BSG. Was 2009. Well, I think it was. Like well, how many seasons was BSG? Yeah, it was. Uh, it, BSG was 2004. I just got it. There okay. you go. Nice. So, All right. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> I feel like in five years, to me, that feels like the dubstep of of sci-fi movies. Like in five years, nobody's going to be doing that snap zoom anymore. Yeah, eh, that's that's my minor. But if, but if Firefly started it, and that was 2002. I know. It's, well, I'm saying it's on the, its way uh, out. If, oh, if okay. we're going to get into this pissing match right now, <laughs> I think it's a very effective production tool, kind of like the rack focus. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it, yeah, but Dunn Focus has been around for a hundred years. Now. Well, you know what? In a hundred years, when this is still around, I'm going to be pissing on your grave. We're nine hundred <laughs> years old. You are. Look as good. You are not. <laughs> wow. But <laughs> thank you. But I'll show no, myself out. I do think that it, it's going to be something. I think it's effective, especially when you're doing like sci-fi and space stuff, because of that idea of everything's moving so fast, and it just. I, I, I feel like because I love that shot. I mm-hmm. think it's amazing. I think it, if done well and done sparingly, can be very effective. Yeah, and yet I don't mind the, the we, we call it the GoPro shot of the X wing in the in that last or the second to last X wing battle where it yeah. looks like there's a camera attached to the side of the yes. X wing. Oh man, I think I think I, all of, I think both X wing battles were handled wonderfully. There's that part, the battle uh, at Maz's, and I don't know if they ever named that planet that they went to where <laughs> Maz's palace is. We, yeah, because do, are we on? Do we end up on Yavin? I don't know. It end? looks like the temple on Yavin, but uh, the whole planet does. But that that fight sequence at Maz's palace, like it feels like J.J. Abrams taps into some Steven Spielberg from Saving Private Ryan. Like yes. that battle sequence is filmed wonderfully. The air, the dog fight. Yep. Oh my God, Poe taking out one shot. That oh one shot. I love my it. God, the one, one hell of a pilot. <laughs> That's the part I hated. Yeah, me that too. That was the biggest complaint I had. And we talked about the pacing and the language. Yep. The one big complaint I have is Finn. Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> and I'm like, really? I'll You're forgive a, it yeah, uh, because he has some of my other favorite moments. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked Finn a lot. I, mean, I did too, the funniest but those, character. that writing part bugged me. Yeah, that, yeah, it's not always 100% successful. I agree. That one was the least successful I'm of the I'm in charge, Fasma. But I'm, yeah, in, char- I'm, I'm in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> and that, oh my oh, God, the whole when exchange. Doing this? When you doing, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to formulate a plan. Why are you, what doing, are you doing this? this? Yeah. Uh, so, and you guys can't see us. We're jutting our chins out. But he's emulating Han trying to signal to him while he's talking about cutting off saying, hey, look over your shoulder, jackass. She's right there and that whole exchange with him and BB-8 at the beginning when they're oh, on God. the Millennium Falcon and he's trying to convince oh, him to lighter, tell Ray the where it is up. and he's like oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I fucking I, lost it I think the but, credit also goes to whoever's controlling the BB-8 though whoever, whoever's doing that I have no idea how much of it is CG and how much of it is it's real yeah, yeah well, I mean I know they built one but some shots are CG obviously I thought that you most, tell me of which ones? Stu- most of the BB-8 Anytime stuff you're seeing practical. him like kicking ass on sand, like just tear ass and across the sand, no, a lot that's of that real. stuff is seen. A lot. I know they built one, and I know it's there. I'm telling you, a lot of those shots. I'm going to call JJ. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, call him. Call yeah. JJ. Okay, hang on. When the Blu-ray come out, and we get <laughs> the behind the scenes. Dino Mike! <laughs> Sorry, wrong, wrong JJ. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to I want to go back to talking about some characters. Uh, so we've talked about Finn. We've talked about Ray. Uh, I want to talk about this um, this supreme ruler, Snoke. supreme leader, Snoke. Sto- Snoke. I could, Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> Snoke.com. Uh, what do you guys think is going on there? Is this, like, this is someone who obviously has a grudge against the Jedi, mm-hmm. specifically Luke Skywalker. Now, granted, he's the last of the Jedi, so that makes sense, but... Do you guys suspect like ties to to uh, like Palpatine ties? Like, there's a, something about that. There's a theory I read today that uh, he's actually the Darth Plagueis that's mentioned in Episode Three. Yes, like which would be Palpatine's um, uh, master. A master. Yeah. Uh, and since they, they kind of set up in Episode Three that well, he had the power to you know bring people back from the dead, or it's implied that maybe he was able to do that to himself and has been dormant. Uh, I don't know that I buy that. I do like. Somebody said that uh, there's a theory that. 
because we only see him on projector screen. And he's large. And he's like 50 times. He's going to be Yoda. He's going to be Yoda size. I think so. I think he's going to be, he's got a a serious Napoleon complex and he's going to be like knee, he's going to be an Ewok. But that's going to be too laughable. Like when we finally face him and he's like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? It seems like something that that JJ would do too. The misdirect. Did you get too much of a Gollum feel from him though? Like because it it is Andy Serkis. I kind of felt like a little Voldemort. Just yeah. the way that he's designed. You know with, who with I kept to face. listening to him speak? Mm-hmm. I kept visioning Bill Nye playing him. Oh, yes. Oh. The way he spoke with the one side of his mouth almost sealed shut yep. and everything. I was like, why did you need Andy Serkis? <laughs> Just get Bill Nye to fucking play yeah, him. Yeah, that would have been a good That would a good actor for that. That's my recast. My recast. <laughs> Nicely done. But where do, you, where do you guys think this is going with this, the first order and this this, yeah. this Snoke guy? Again, we... It, he he seems the one responsible for turning uh, um, and Ben. And he's obviously, obviously been through some shit because mm-hmm. he's yeah. all scored up. Looks like he had an axe wound in his head. It's Jason <laughs> Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts on a hockey mask. <laughs> uh, but, th- I mean, we've we've heard mention of this thing, these this group called the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. The Knights who say I, Ren. I, I, I think those are because he's uh, he's the last of them. Snoke mm-hmm. says, "I'm wondering if he was what of the Jedi Order he took out, uh, along whenever he wiped out the Jedi Order and he wreaked so much havoc. I'm wondering if that was what he collected, or maybe it was an order that Snoke had. Okay. But I think we're going to get that story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, have yeah. to. Yeah, that's that's the crux that the rest of this trilogy is kind of hinging on. What happened to send this guy over the edge? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he and uh, Luke have some history." And, he's, about. and he has to finish Kylo Ren's training. Yes. Yeah, he's not quite a master. Yeah, but, but not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite not a master. Not yet a, a woman. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but I think, uh, I, I actually, I, the choice to make him his, his projection so much bigger than the people mm-hmm. makes me wonder, is this actually the way this character is? Is that even that character? Like, could that be someone else entirely? And that image just be something random. That's it, like the Wizard of Oz, Like huh? the Wizard of Oz. Maybe oh. because it's actually Luke's dark side. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Is this I'm a not, theory I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what he's saying right now. It's, it's Luke's other half. You know what? Right, well, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, that being Luke. So this whole last year, I've been completely, when are we going to fucking see Luke? Everybody has. He's not in the trailer. He's going to show up. And I said, I was like, he better not. He better not just show up for that last fucking scene. Or and, be pissed. And, and what did they do? He showed up for the last fucking scene and, and then took it a step further. He didn't even say anything. Didn't say anything. He's fucking silent. So now we have to go another 18 he months of people saying, to. oh, he's evil. They, he's still, he could they, still be evil. They Lord of the Rings the shit out of the end yes. of that movie yeah. where they could have totally ended it when Ray and Chewie take off Lando and Chewie style where they take off like everybody's waving goodbye. They take off. Boom. Credits. And I would have been happy with that. By the and way, not that, that I'm not happy. Goodbye was very Wizard of Oz. It was. It was a little too wide. Like, I would have chosen a few characters and just tightened it up on them. Uh, it, was, it was way wide of a shot. But they, uh, they end up, like, now they're, they're flying into another system. Like, there isn't even, like, I thought, okay, maybe the next movie is going to be The Search for Luke Skywalker. Uh, and they find him on the planet Genesis. the the search for skywalker the uh so they they fly and it takes them like two minutes to find the planet where they go Uh, by by the way the map thing that map mcguffin yeah a little weak i feel like if you had the piece that bb-8 had you should be able to find and why did all of a sudden r2d2 go from being dormant to oh i've decided to wake up because because han solo died and he was pissed Uh, i read that same thing (laughs) yes i I actually think it was the presence of 
of uh, Ray. Because you see the scene he's where he, he yes. programs yes. R2-D2. Is exactly. that what he's doing? with his hand. Hey, yeah. it, you don't, hey, again, it's J.J. Abrams. He's not big on answering questions, as we know from Lost. <laughs> but Good he point. puts his hand yeah, on R2-D2 in that flashback, and mm-hmm. it's only for... It's the thing we all saw on the in trailer. The trailer. Yep. Yep. He puts his hand on it, and that's all you see, and he's been dormant ever since. And then Ray shows up. Boom, he's wakes up. Goddamn. Yeah. See, that's what's going to happen. So I would have been happy with them flying off and like, oh, okay, that's the end of the movie. But they give us more. And they fly to this this planet that's all ocean. And Kylo Ren even talks about it. He's like, you see oceans. I see an island. It's an island, yeah. And, uh, and Oh, they, my they God, landed. I didn't connect those fucking oh, dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my shit. Well, <laughs> uh, 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 and so, uh, so they land the Falcon, which, by the way, dick move, Chewie. Could you not have landed the Falcon a little bit higher? Yeah, up? she's got to climb the fucking <laughs> temple now. A million <laughs> stairs. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? What's happening? She, she gets to the top. There's the hooded figure, mm-hmm. and he turns around and fucking Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. kind of looking fucking badass. Looks fucking awesome yeah. with the beard and the takes robe. The, he he's takes got the that. hood, and he's got the metal hand, yep. takes the robe off, and takes the hood off. And well done on that metal hand. Right? Yes. Seamless. And she goes to hand the, the saber, and we cut back to him, and we see, is it anger? Is it hate? Is it fear? It's, is it sadness? It's all there. Mm-hmm. It's all there on his face. And then... Cut to credit. And and while I still love the movie, I'm like, motherfucker, you you now had to sit through that. Give us the next two minutes of their lives so I know what the fuck happens next. Dude, there's a nerd riot either way. Because if they (laughs) would have let that scene out, people would have been, fat guys would have been ripping up chairs. Where's Luke? (laughs) But no, no, no. I, I honestly, I differ. I don't want it either way. I don't want the extra two minutes. I don't want it to end any earlier. That's the way it is. I was so happy. <sighs> My Star Wars and is just right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly. Han Solo I, as, never had no sex with Princess Leia in the Star Wars. <laughs> as much as I was sitting there about to tear the arms off my seat because I wanted to know. Yeah. When I walked out of the theater, I was like, good God, this is the most epic cliffhanger yeah. of my generation. It's so it's so wild. It's so good. Uh but yeah, no, I I I feel and again, I'm not upset with the way that it ended. I just want I it made me it made me want more this is what I predicted. to a higher level. Like I would have wanted more had you just ended it a couple minutes earlier, but now you're like Oh, motherfuck. Mm-hmm. Left us with geek blue balls. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So and it, Cinemax goes out right at two AM <laughs> <laughs> right as Emmanuel Six is starting. Uh, that's God, Emmanuel around the world. Standards. Just me. <laughs> that's the Italian was, one that's dubbed for English. It was a dark time for the rebellion. But it was God. But it, I, <laughs> that's I, racist. I honestly love the way it ended, and and it does. It opens up because of exactly what you said. You see a billion emotions yes. in about ten seconds. Uh huh. And and it's is he gonna? Because it, it almost is. Is that tears? Is that rage? Is what is this? And it just was beautiful. Uh-huh. That helicopter shot yeah. tracking around the island. They're about. 15 feet apart from each other. She's got her arm extended with that lightsaber and then cut to credits. I think it was Joss Whedon that tweeted best final shot of any Star Wars ever. Yeah. Like he I don't that. I don't think I can disagree. I, I, yep. I don't think yeah. I can disagree at all. And I think brilliantly done and marketed to let us know that Mark Hamill was in the shot <laughs> and, and 
still second build in the fucking I know, credits. Right? He's build over people who are in the whole <laughs> yeah. movie. It's a Screen Actors Guild, man. Yeah. Yeah, I heard today that uh, Harrison Ford made 50 times what, uh, uh, what's her name, Daisy Ridley and uh, John yeah. Boyega made. And well-deserved. Yeah, yeah, he does. There's going to be some contract negotiations he's, he's, going on for episode I mean, eight, though. He is the heart of this movie. Yes. Uh it, and, and and it's ripped it, right the fuck out of our right. chests. <laughs> and but he passes the torch so wonderfully. Yeah. Now, um, I wanted to touch on one other thing. I'm sure you guys might have some other stuff you want to talk about, but I do want to talk about John Williams' score. Yes, that's where I was going earlier with the racing. It's yeah. it's wonderful. I've been listening to it. I've listened to it twice now uh, at work. Uh, and um, here are my feelings about it. There's probably only one theme that you're left humming, and that's the... Ridley's, uh, yeah, Daisy yeah. Ridley, a uh, race. Race, race theme. I know, I've been yeah. doing the exact same thing. Race theme. Uh, and even then, it's not it's it, it's not something that you come away with remembering that on that first viewing. But, yeah, upon multiple viewings, and when they use it within the, the, the film, it's very effective. Um Am I disappointed that there's only one new theme that I'm that I can now recognize and look forward to in the next movies? Maybe, but Star Wars doesn't need any more themes. No. It's got all of the themes from all three of the original trilogy. It, well, all, most of them. We don't. Do we hear Yoda's theme at any point? Th- Maybe in the flashback, I you think get a couple a little of bars bit. or something. I think we get a little bit of it. But we definitely hear uh, Luke's. We definitely yes. hear the Force theme. We hear we get, Han, we and get Han and Leia's theme. theme. Uh, even a little bit of R2 and C3PO. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess BB-8 has a new theme too. But again, it's it's like a flute. To flourish. touch on the Han and Leia theme, mm-hmm. I don't want to get off the music thing. But yeah. to touch on the Han and Leia theme, are are we disappointed at all? By we are you guys disappointed at all that there wasn't an "I love you, I know" in this film? I I found myself in the second viewing thinking to myself, would that have worked here? No. And and if if she had said it and then he paused and then responded in a different way, I think I probably would have shot my eyeballs directly out of my skull (laughs) (laughs) from the tear pressure. Yeah, that's kind of a missed opportunity, isn't it? That would have put a nice button on that uh, wordplay that they have. everyone loves it. Everyone absolutely adores that scene. I know you and Jenna own the Uh t-shirts. I have the hand towels. Yeah. Um, But I I felt like that was a missed opportunity, but at the same time, that's geek hindsight. Okay. Uh, agreed. All right. It just—I didn't want to let that thought leave because you have this ability that. to like erase my. <laughs> it's your nipples. It's your nipples. <laughs> these aren't the droids you're looking for. Uh, uh, these aren't the droids I'm looking for. So, go ahead with the music. So just complete that thought. Hurry up. So, no, it's okay. So, um, <laughs> so, so we're hearing all the themes. The music is there, and I, I, it's not to the detriment of the film because, as I mentioned when we talked about the prequels, the only thing that like had any momentum that was pushing those films forward from the boring visuals that we had and the wooden stilted acting was the John Williams. So it was almost like John Williams was over. Overcompensating for any lack of momentum. Yeah, by, oh, I'm just going to put twice as many notes gonna, into this gonna, phrase give you as I eight can. Versions of the Imperial March exactly. in, in the prequels. I'm glad they didn't put the like. I don't the remember Darth them Vader putting theme? the Darth Vader theme in the Force Awakens. I wonder if you hear some bars of it when we see his mask. When we see his mask, yeah. I don't remember off the top of yeah. my head. I felt like I think I think you get enough from the music to feel it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's feel one it, thing. Feel it. God damn Everything. it, Joel. Thank you. Welcome this to my world. Yeah. <laughs> But I do say, because again, Andrea being an opera singer and studying music and hating John Williams for the fact that he's basically a thief when it comes to music, but she made a point. She's like, look, her opinion of him aside, the use of his score in this movie was masterful. And her words, if there's not an Academy Award nominee somewhere in this, there's a problem. Yeah. Mm. 
from yeah. a music standpoint. I almost wish they would have passed the torch in the same way they did with the actors, uh, as and far as composers go. And Michael Giacchino. Man, there I love are some him. music cues that feel like Giacchino, though. No, you think movie. he may have had a hand? Like, when we first hear Ray's theme, that doesn't sound like traditional John Williams. Mm, that's a good that point. sounds a little more Giacchino-ish. It doesn't sound like John Williams. I don't know that it's him that's doing it. It's one of his his apprentices. His, his, his apprentice. I have it's always I have, two. I have to say, after after Lost, which granted. Some of the music work in Lost beautiful. Is, is that solo piano, mm-hmm. that, that theme we get that builds throughout the show, beautiful. Mm-hmm. What he did with Star Trek, it grew on me uh, and got to the point where I'm like, okay, I recognize this now as a Star Trek thing. Yep. But the music of Star Wars is too fucking integral apart. Yeah. True, it but at this point, too much if we're it. just remixing the themes that John Williams has done before, any accomplished composer, uh, arranger, can can do that. Well, I don't, well we're not going to get uh, John Williams' music for uh, Rogue One, are we? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's yeah, only signed on for a, 7, 8, and 9. So maybe we keep John Williams for the Skywalker stories, Yes, and then that's it. Like, that John Williams' music goes with the Skywalker. Right, but that dude's like 80-something now, and you know they got to have a contingency plan if well, he fucking keels over. He's probably writing music right fucking now, so that as, way they have shit. Hope as so. long as there is still... Again, the music they gave Ray when she suddenly found herself with a lightsaber in the snow. Oh. As long as that piece of music comes back to haunt my dreams one more time <laughs> in my life, I'm okay. It's so good. So good. Do you guys uh, have any other things that you wanted to bring up about this? The only thing I wanted to talk about was um, is leading up to this film, We oh God, how many times did we see the trailers? I was consuming every commercial, every I, shot that I could find. I think I watched like each of the, the, uh, like the announcement trailer, and I watched the international trailer. That's it. But I watched them once. Yeah. And then. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I was framed by framing this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know it was a mistake. And I know I shouldn't have. But it was just that that sudden eight-year-old Jason. Yeah. Sitting there wanting everything he could pull from this. That Thursday I was at yeah. work. And that's pretty much what I was just yeah. <laughs> watching the trailer. I mean, you guys saw whenever they released the first real trailer. Yeah. And then somebody did the cross cut of uh, Matthew McConaughey from Interstellar. <laughs> yes. I think it was yes. you that yeah, sent, it sent it to it me. To I was like, this is you in your office right now, isn't it? And it was exactly me in my office. But it, um, yeah, I, I, I watched everything. You know, you, you asked if we had anything else. My one gripe when I saw the poster mm-hmm. oh, yeah. was Starkiller Base. And I yes. looked at it and thought, oh, yeah. my fuck, am I going to have another trench run? Agreed. Is this really? Has yes, Star Wars yes you will. This and, one you thing? and you did. But I have to say the way they handled it for me was different enough. Yeah. It was different enough to the point where you got to see the First Order officers mm-hmm. as people as mm-hmm. opposed to just parts of the ship. Yeah. To the point when everything was collapsing and they're like, we're all gonna die. Yeah. General Hux is already gone. Or you mean I'm Matt Doden? Yeah, it did. Um, and 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 we haven't even touched on the characters that were there for a few minutes. Oh, Phasma, Phasma, mm-hmm. Hux. I mean, these characters that first of all, Ben Weasley is one evil motherfucker. <laughs> I love that. Guy. That scene where he's giving the speech to the First Order before yes. they fire, and then he's looking up at the beam, and you can see it in his face. I'm sitting here. I, I have I'm reminiscing something back to like V for Vendetta and things yeah. like that. You can see the evil in his mm. eyes projected in that red ray. I mean, it just red ray, <laughs> red ray. There were so many <laughs> characters in this movie that were introduced that I felt like were like, hey, here's these characters. Yeah, just, we'll just come back to that. Yeah. I, I She's really, the Boba Fett. I, I hope yeah. we. I hope we get Phasma back. I really because yes. Gwendolyn Christie's a fantastic actress, and it'd be a shame that she was wasted. Didn't even see her face. Just, well, we don't need to see her face. 
We never saw Boba Fett. Well, God, if you think about the movie. <laughs> no, no, we don't talk no, about We don't, don't talk about those. We never saw Boba Fett's Safe face. zone, safe zone. He oh, was fun. I love the fact they make a reference to the lack of clone troopers. Yeah. Yes. They had to explain that somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, otherwise, how, why is Finn? Obviously, he doesn't look like, what's that actor's name from the prequels? He doesn't. We'll just yeah. call him Django Fett. Yeah, there Jango. you go. Doesn't yeah. look like Jango, Jango Fett. Well, so that was one of the things we were dissecting when the trailer first came out, and you see him pop up in the desert. Well, he can't be a stormtrooper because it doesn't look like Django Fett. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. But the fact that they were like, well, you know, well, we could always go back to clone troopers if you prefer. Yeah. I, I liked that. I liked that they've gone back to this is actually the ISIS of the galaxy. <laughs> They're snatching people away from their families. So, so Finn, like, that's another reference. Like, not only is the Force awakening inside Ray, but the Force awakened Finn, and is, that's what caused him to like break programming. Maybe is that is that what we're we're drawing from? Or that? is it just morality? Yeah, it doesn't seem to be any evidence that he has Force powers at all, right? Yeah, that's not the other. That, actually, something I enjoyed a lot was the fact that no, it doesn't seem to be affecting him at all. I think it's he, just morality. Hmm. He you just wasn't following more? orders and conditioning. But who knows? You know, they did make a reference. Like, this is his first time to ever act out or anything. And, but it's, it was also his first battle. Yeah, yeah. True, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, d- he does too. say that. I just, I took that more as, again, with the entire, with the whole remix theory, you know, in the original trilogy, the good guys are dressing up as stormtroopers. Well, in this one, we have a stormtrooper dressing That's what up I as a good it was guy. going to be, too. Putting yeah. on, uh, yeah. even wears his jacket. But mm-hmm. he gets a posed jacket. So, you know, there's... Angry John. <laughs> you know, and then somebody else pointed out to me today uh, that his number is Leia's cell number. That's yeah. right. 2187. And mm-hmm. then my son and I, he didn't catch it the first time, but he caught it the second time. You know, there's all these Easter eggs in this movie. Yes. And that scene on the Millennium Falcon yep. where Finn picks up something <laughs> the, and he the tosses it. <laughs> and my son didn't catch it. And then the second time he leans over and grabs my mom. And he's like, that was it. And I had to grab him and go, you're in a movie theater, little shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good parenting yeah. right there. But it was so epic to see those little tiny things mm-hmm. just kind of appear. Yeah, It's a Star Wars movie made by a Star Wars fan yeah. who knew what Star Wars fans wanted or needed. Yeah. Knew what Star yes. Wars fans needed to become invested in the franchise it's again. All about the characters, man, it's so fun, and you—they're they're all endearing. He retained the fairy tale aspect of Star Wars, starting with the opening crawl. You know, think Dude. of the opening crawls of the prequels. They all start with some boring ass shit, mm-hmm. where it's like war, the Galactic Senate. Da, da, da. This opens with that Luke Skywalker one. has gone missing. Yes, and da, da, it plays like a fairy tale I was, story. I was again. not expecting that too. I, I, I didn't expect there to be any mention of Luke until the end. First, and it words. turns out the entire movie is kind of about Luke. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then yeah, to see that written there in print, and I was like, oh shit, they're doubling down on the Luke yes, here. They yes. Are. Uh, anything else, guys? Uh, I could go on for three more hours. I know. This is going to be a long-ass episode. Um, before we wrap up the Star Wars talk, yes. there was something that happened in the theater that I really want to talk about. Uh-oh. Uh, it has nothing to do with Star Wars, but it has something to do with you, Joel, because Uh-oh. Jeff Goldblum will always make me think of Joel Bernson. <laughs> <laughs> and we I saw, think that was a high compliment. We saw the trailer for Independence Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot bigger than the last one. That was a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> My son turns to me as that trailer is wrapping up, and then he's like, "What? what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I realize that's an opportunity I have not yet taken as a oh, father. Has he never seen that? No. Wait, he's 10, Joel. What's your point? <laughs> and it's Independence Day. Yeah. So what do, you, <laughs> what do you, does this need to come back? Is this a franchise that needs to come no, back? No, no, half of these franchises don't need to come back. Yeah. Did, did Fast and Furious need 
eight iterations? I, the last one was pretty good, man. <laughs> the last one was really good. And the director of that is now directing the new Star Trek, which yeah, is the, yeah, next, uh, uh, the uh. next thing that I want to bring up. Um, can we get a new Star Trek movie where like, they get to keep the ship for know, more exactly. than two days? I, I, I honestly, I may be checking out mentally after that trailer. Yeah. yeah. It's not uh, a good trailer. It, it, when, well, I saw, when I saw what I saw in the trailer, first of all, seeing the Enterprise ripped apart is always hard for me. But when I saw directed by the guy from The Fast and the Furious, I know. and then I saw the motorcycle jump scene <laughs> yeah. and all this, I'm like, just get me the fuck back in space. <laughs> Star Trek works better in TV, I think, episodic TV, than it does in film. Because in film, they always feel like they have to raise the stakes. They have to be bigger, like you said. They're all, or how many times we're going to blow up the Enterprise yeah. before they Why stop fucking making them? Why can't we just get a new Star them? Trek yes. film where they're in space? Yes, Redesign exploring. the shields. Let's get some real science fiction instead of just like a shoot em up in space. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the TV show that's coming out. But not the film. So Joe Porter, who's been on the show before, yeah. uh, talking about when Into Darkness came out and everything, uh, is a huge Trek fan. And he made the same comment. He really is done with Star Trek movies, I think. I'm sure we'll all go see Star Trek together. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, there is something about the trailer for this new one that just put me off. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about Did, it. There's only one good part of the trailer that makes me feel like, oh, that that, that feels like Star Trek. And that's when uh, Bones and Spock are being yes. surrounded by oh, the ships. God. And Bones is like, well, at least I'm not dying alive. And Spock <laughs> gets beamed out. And he's like, typical. That's <laughs> typical. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I thought that was great. Well, the cast has always been great in those films. Yeah. Yeah. It's the scripting that's... Uh, that's well, I, I have to say the last... Uh, the, the first two I felt really good about. And I respected what they did. And I think... And, and to tie this back to Star Wars, I feel like J.J. Abrams did a great job learning from his mistakes yes. with Into Darkness mm-hmm. on the marketing leading up to it. Yeah. Because he totally blew his wad and gave away the fact that it was con. Yeah. Even though they kept saying lying about it. that they protested too much. <laughs> yes. The issue Which yes. is what he did with Lost, too. Where he's like, no, 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 no. It's they're not, all alive. It's not, they're all alive. It's no, not predatory. They weren't Shit. dead. Shit. I need to rewrite. Season. I need to rewrite it. Are we going to do this? He yes. spent half of that show retconning what he was originally going they to do. They weren't dead till the last season. <laughs> They gotta go back, Jason. <laughs> they were dead to me. That was the last season, dude. We gotta go back. We gotta go back to the theater and see Star Wars. Yes. What a cool year, though, for bringing back wow. franchises. Like yeah. you know, you got Mad Max, Max. returned to the theaters with a fucking amazing movie. You got Creed come to the theater, bringing Rocky Balboa back to the theaters in another great film. We've got Star Wars. Yeah, you got Jurassic World in there too. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I know you did. It's fun. You poor child. It's no Star Wars. Like it doesn't need to be. It's not because it's dinosaurs on land <laughs> and not in space. <laughs> However, Ooh, dinosaurs in space. Dinosaurs in space. <laughs> can we just that call movie. that? Can that be from like the producers of Snakes dinosaurs on a Plane? Dinosaurs. I am sick space. of these motherfucking dinosaurs <laughs> up in this motherfucking space. Uh, all right. So you did. Um, uh, let me ask you. What did Star Wars: oh, The Force Awakens do? Right, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's, yes, it's Jesus. It's, it was Jesus. It's the characters. It's that immediate, like the, 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 again, the first scene where they they steal the Tie Fighter and they have that quick. Well, actually, even before that scene, I'll tell you what won me over <laughs> when when uh, when uh, Finn confronts Poe. He's like, "We're going to get me? you out of here." He's like, "You're part of the resistance." It's like, no, no. Why are you helping me? Just the right thing to do. And then they start formulating a plan. And Poe's delivery of that line where he's like, "We're going to do this." No, no, no. Oh, I thought you were going wild eyes. Why are you helping me? Because it's the right, right thing, thing to, to do. do. Yeah, you need, you need a, a pilot, pilot, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I need a I need pilot. A pilot. <laughs> yeah. Automatically, we get the humor, um, and, and the, 
we're we're twelve minutes in. We've only known these characters for five minutes, and, and we care. And you're just as pumped about them fighting off Tie Fighters as you were Luke and Han mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Millennium Falcon. In, in Except for they were fighting off a Star Destroyer, not Tie Fighters. Yes, a whole fucking oh, Star right. Destroyer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eh, whatever. Quibbles. So, so the characters it's, and the in the relationships. In the relationships. Yeah. Jason, what I, you I like? have to say one of my biggest complaints about the prequels, besides the shitty ass writing and the terrible directing and the horrid acting. <laughs> Was the but sh- everything else was okay. <laughs> no, no, and the rest of it that was basically still had the coat hanger hand on that abortion. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I honestly had a problem with the ships. I had a problem with the ships and the effects in it. In this one, it felt like Star Wars again. Yeah. I wanted to reach out and grab one of those X fighters and run around my room. <laughs> oh my god! Making yes. blaster noises again. Yeah. Uh, have you guys? Did you guys see the SNL? Oh my god! <laughs> the Star Wars oh, toy the toys, commercial? yeah, <laughs> so funny. Or you could just keep it in the box. And never <laughs> or keep it in the box. Uh, what I thought this movie did right was uh, I thought that they he just did a fantastic job giving us a story that we could invest in again. That it it didn't. It didn't bog itself down with all the fine details, even though that's what we debate and try to speculate on. It gave us a fairy tale, something that's fun, the sweeping adventure. I don't care that it seemed like it only took them two seconds to get from where they needed to go to where they needed to go. That the Star Killer base shot a laser, and the planet they wanted to destroy happened to be within four minutes of like you know right. of, of firing distance. I don't care. Uh, you know, but Sarah did bring up. She's like, it did feel, didn't it feel a little, a, a little narrow, like space? Didn't it feel a little narrow? I was like, I, I, I guess I see that point of view. Um, at the same time, I don't think it felt any less expansive than the original Star Wars movies. Uh, but I loved the story that they were yeah. telling. You know, we we have the plucky warrior. I'm a big fan when people can just pull off the simple Joseph Campbell journey of the hero correctly. And they did that. You know, you've got now Han Solo in the Obi-Wan Kenobi role, who's departing his knowledge and makes the sacrifice. And through that, the hero gains that power and gains that knowledge to use to go forward. Uh, It's it's everything a fairy tale should be. It's everything that the original Star Wars was. Uh, And I'm glad that I have it back. What did The Force Awakens do wrong? I would echo you what you just said about it's it's everything... uh it's it's like a new hope. It's like an original Star Wars. Maybe a little too much. Yeah. I didn't feel like uh, it's okay paying homage or or trying to rhyme, as JJ says. Um, but I kind of feel like they were trying to f- they were trying to find substitutes for some of the characters, some of the moments. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Ma- was it Maz Kanata, Kaz Manata, whatever. Maz, the the little apricot lady. So what we're we calling yes. the, the palace. I like that character. Um, <laughs> But obviously, kind of filling the Yoda role, right? Yeah. In this little wise, small person, um, uh, the Star Killer is that what we're calling the it? Star Killer Base. That was the original name of Luke's character I, in the original draft of Star Wars. I'm, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him one movie to get away with that shit. If they try to build another Star Killer in the in Episode Eight or Nine, I, I'm, I'm my patience is done. We I, need to abandon that. We're gonna build a huge fucking weapon. We're in actually space. gonna take two suns and yeah. slam them together. <laughs> exactly. Line up planets in between them. Yeah, Especially I, since the First Order is supposed to be what's left of the remnants of the Empire, and yet they have the uh, uh, the capabilities to build something 17 times larger. I'm, I'm going to buy it once. I'm going to give you a pass, but don't you don't you feel like this. this was a way to kind of basically get rid of the first order, and now this is going to become a more intimate good versus evil? Story? Not just so. the first order; they also wiped out the resistance fleet. Yeah, everything's been wiped out. Yeah. This is basically boiled down to a very personal fight mm-hmm. now. That's a good point. 
Yeah. So, but that's my, it's my minor quibble. Yeah. And it's okay because everything that they brought back, like they said, they put a little spin on it, and they executed it superbly. They so, did. no complaints there. Jason, what did uh, the Force Awakens do wrong? Oh wow, that's a hard question it's for me to answer. It's a tough one. But it honestly, I feel like I'm, I'm very much like guys, you know, back away a little bit from the first movie. Mm-hmm. I, that I think that's a double-edged sword for me. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like a couple of the characters were slammed in there real quick. But, you know, like Poe, I, I do feel like he was kind of like, we were supposed to feel more for him than we did. Yeah. And and uh, there were a couple things like that. But for the most part, I couldn't find much in the movie. Oh, I know what I, they did wrong. They killed fucking Han That's Solo. That's what I was going to say, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, they killed Han Solo. That's what they did wrong. Uh, but yet, they did it. So right. it's it's such a good way for the character to go. Okay, so seriously speaking, what I thought that the movie did wrong that that sequence on the freighter, uh, just a little unnecessary. We could have done a little bit more. We could have actually built the characters a little bit more. And not that they needed much more building, but you could have done it in a little bit more of an honest way instead of just having rolling giant monsters. Uh, I felt like that was kind of a cheap way out of that sequence. Uh, all right, so. I guess we've done some recasting of this movie. Uh, you want to do so it? If, if we were going to remake Episode Seven: The Force Awakens today, how would we do it? Am I the only one who's recasted that? Well, I'm going to just, th- just throw some together. So I'll let you guys kind of sure. go through the characters, and I'll just kind of come up with somebody. I did six, uh, including Maz Kanata, the voice of. Um, so let's start with her. Um, I, I I couldn't stop thinking about uh, from The Incredibles. The little uh, oh, no, glass no haired <laughs> yeah, no exactly. Cakes. Who who builds all the and so I'd like to get Brad Bird to do the voice of Maz Kanata and she just call Ray darling, darling, you look wonderful. Here's your lightsaber. So that's Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. Did you recast that one? No. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with the voice of uh, shit. I had them the in my head shit. when you were, the voice of shit. Um, let me see. Oh, Mingna, Mingna oh. from Mulan. I want to go with. I'm gonna go with her. I like that. I, I think I do have mine, and oh. I can't remember her name, but she played Peter Griffin's mom, uh, the woman who did that voice. I can't think of her name. She just died. <laughs> With a deep cut. So it would oh, be really hard. Di- she just died. It'd be hard to do. <laughs> Christopher Lee. <laughs> right? If you're like me and a woman over 80. Are you, are you Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> if you're like me. <laughs> uh, I did. Next, I did uh, General You Hulk. live as long as I have. You see the same eyes in other people. <laughs> Is that Peter Falk? <laughs> Let me ask uh, you, you a question. Ask a question. <laughs> Who are you running from? <laughs> Do you want me to finish? <laughs> Gen- General Hux. Uh, I went with Topher Grace. That, that 70s show. Nice. Topher Grace. I went with Matt Doden. Because <laughs> he does. <laughs> like I remember him. I saw that toy in the store, and I was like, "That looks like fucking Matt Doden." <laughs> they made a Matt Doden action figure. It really does. Uh, I actually think, and I went older, mm. but I, I honestly, somebody that insane and that vile, I see Gary Oldman dripping all over. Oh them. damn! Oh, we've been trying to get him in a Star, in a Star Wars, Wars movie. movie. For a while. Yes, I like that a lot. Uh, well, speaking of villains, let's go right to Kylo. Uh, Kylo Ren. I'm going to recast uh, Milo Ventimiglia, who is uh, from Heroes. I know him as Jesse from Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. Uh, but what's he done? Oh, most recently he was in uh, the Rocky movie, he, Rocky Balboa. He was in Rocky Balboa. Well, he's Rocky's son. That's right. He's uh, brooding and dark-haired and yeah. uh, likable yet uh, hittable at the same time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I went, I'm, I'm going to go with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's a pretty good wow, pull, actually. Kylo Ren. Um, I like that. I, I like that casting better than mine. I actually went back to the Disney archives and want to do Justin Timberlake. <laughs> 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 it is a Disney franchise, after all. 
man, people are smitten with Adam Driver all of a sudden in a way. Are that they? Yeah, he's instant sex symbol apparently. I, I ha- he did a good job. He did a really good yeah, job. I, I like him a lot. I still think he's a goofy it's looking. The nose, guy, right? Yeah. So goofy. I'm one to talk. It's not his nose though. I feel but like that it's, it's plays his... into the outcast, goofy looking teenager yeah. who's just yes. pissed at his dad. Exactly. That's right. He's very That's Columbine feel to his character. Wow. Seriously. Damn. <laughs> Putting on black. Trench coaches? And, yeah. Uh, trench coaches? Trench coaches? Trench coaches. Trench coaches. Mm-hmm. It's been a long night, everybody. All right, here we go. Poe Dameron. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Jennifer for coming up with this one. Mark Ruffalo is Poe Dameron. <laughs> a little older. Wow. It's, we're not a Dashing. team. We're not a team. We're a time bomb. He has that look. Uh, all right. God damn it. You went with Mark Ruffalo for I, that? Did I steal yours? No. I don't. I. Toby McGuire. Ooh. Ugh. What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is uh, I'm going with Ace Pilot. I'm going Tom Cruise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. Actually, just as the X-wing comes in. Did somebody? Didn't someone do a Top Gun like cut of the of the Star Wars trailer? It needs to be done if it hasn't. I think it may have. been I think they've done that. Yeah. And my last two, of course, Finn. He doesn't have a last name. And does Ray have a last name? No, I didn't no. think so. Interesting no. that we don't have a last name for her. Well, Finn's name didn't His exist because he was initial. Didn't have one exactly. Uh, how about Michael B. Jordan? Love that guy. Yeah, Creed. Play that role. Be funny. Yes. Yeah, really sticking to the Rocky Balboa theme. Uh, right? I'm gonna go with Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> he is funny. <laughs> he is funny. Oh my gosh, he kind of looks like Kevin. I'm in charge now, Fatma. Join, please. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but uh, uh, from Family Matters. Oh, Steve Urkel. Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Well, you guys win. I'm <laughs> serious. All right. And then uh, Ray is a layup because she, I can't get past how much she looks like Kira Knightley. Like yeah. she's got her facial structure, her mouth, yes. the dimples, yeah. the, her her build. She's fucking Kira Knightley. I'm gonna go with Natalie Portman. Yeah, dude. Because Redemption. <laughs> she'll finally get to be in a good Star Wars People movie. People will be like, "Wait, weren't you?" <laughs> Maybe that's just her grandmother. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I that was one I, I actually thinking about on the drive over here when I thought, "Oh shit, I probably have to recast." Kira Knightley is a uh, good one. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have to agree. But um, and again, you have to forgive me because I'm terrible with names. But Black Widow. Oh, Scarlett oh, Scar- Johansson? ScarJo. Yeah. I think she'd have been. But, of course, then I want to see her, like, ripping the heads off of stormtroopers with her said, thighs like to see her ripping her top off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 rinse rinse under that. the skin. <laughs> yeah. You can. That's Either a, that or stick with the Disney thing and go, like, Selena Gomez or something. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you were talking about her being naked. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> like a, like a weird turn. Uh, all right. So Chris Hansen's going to bust in the door. And if you have any thoughts about Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, uh, you can always talk to us on Facebook. Go in the, the search bar there. Type in the editing bay. Find the picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us, and that's how you can talk back to us. Tell us your thoughts about the movie, what you thought about what we had to say about it, or if you've got any suggestions about movies you'd like for us to watch in the new year. Uh, you can go ahead and send your suggestions there. We've also got a uh, website, right, Joe? We sure do. And oh, you got something to say? I was just gonna say, I'll, I'll tag a picture of my house in the, the yes, Facebook please thing. do. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, check out the editing. You page. will not believe that this house exists. <laughs> Either that, or I'll give it to Joel. He can put it on the Facebook. Thank page. you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll link to it from our website, which is editingbay.com. And actually, if you go there right now, we've been teasing it for a few weeks, but we finally have our Eddie Awards. Our 2016 Eddie Awards are coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, right after, they'll be the first episode right after the new year, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as we did last year, you'll be you, the listener, will be allowed to vote and determine the winner. 
winners of the Eddie Awards. We have 14 categories, uh, such as, you know, worst actor, worst actress, worst, Best worst guest movie. Host, which Jason's the first nominee for the next yeah, year. Yeah, there we go. But de, de facto, uh, actually a nominee in the 2015 That's as well right. for the That's Star right. Trek episode. Yay. So uh, some of these have audio clips that go along with them. We'll have links to those on, on YouTube. But you'll find it all on editingbay.com. So please go there and vote uh, and have your say, have your voice be heard That's for right. the Eddie Awards. So say we all. Mm-hmm. So you, say we you've all. got something there. I do we, have before something. Before we wrap this up. I know. I before we wrap. You've actually got, you got two gifts, but I really want you to open that one. All right. It's Especially a, with Jason here. I smell calendar. It is flat and, and uh, rectangular. Mm. It's uh, the Joe Cuccinati and the <laughs> beach calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, me that's a, that's a nice Foley effect. Foley. <laughs> interesting looking bathing suit. It's, ju- <laughs> it's my pubes. <laughs> Oh, it's a manila envelope. Picking that up. Picking that up. Right. Oh, it's got a Star Wars sticker on it. That's promising. Oh, it has one of these fucking things I can never forget. Oh, you totally re-gifted the envelope that it's coming in. I did. I re-gifted the envelope. Wow, this is... I feel like I'm going to rip something that's inside. Here we go. You might. Just be careful. Guys, the tension is palpable here. Palpatine. (laughs) Palpatine. And Miss Universe is... Oh, my God. It is a signed <laughs> autograph. Uh, it's a picture of Carly Rae Jepsen, signed by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> of course, made, made famous by me in my many karaoke renditions of the Call Me Maybe. There you go. So this motherfucker is getting framed. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go make love to it in my car right now, actually. Thank you, Joe. This is, if you this is the never, best Christmas ever. If you've never heard Joel Bernson sing Call Me Maybe. <laughs> Is that really her signature? Yes. Or did you fucking that's, get no, that's Sarah her. To do that. That. That's, this is her. Yeah. This is for real. She signed her ass. This I like is that. for real. Wow. That's that's legit. <laughs> Clearly, something we need to get up on the website or on the Facebook page. Hey, yeah. I Joel just met you, and this is crazy. <laughs> the best though is that Joel does this weird like ass booty like shake dance in the middle of the song when Spirit it breaks moves. down he's like just he turns around his back to the audience and he starts like shaking his ass and then he turns back around I don't and know what I do divorce papers are signed all over the <laughs> bar <laughs> I don't yeah. know what comes into me I just go into this fugue state and there uh, the music go. comes out Joe there you go well thank you that is very kind I, I think, love it I think you might like what's in the other box uh, is it uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head yes yeah. what's in the box <laughs> but uh, but yeah there, there you go Oh, thanks anyway. buddy you're welcome friend uh, alright so if you get us on your app Apple device. We would love it if you go to your podcasting app and uh, leave us a rating, a review. All you got to do is put in the search function Next Wave Radio. That's going to bring up all the Next Wave Radio Network shows. Uh, Go ahead and and tap the editing bay and just leave that five-star review. Leave a rating for us. That helps us out trying to get some uh, sponsorships when we try to do this next live show. We went this whole year without getting to do our second live show. Well, you had a baby. Really wanted to do it. Well, it's that, kind of that a, was my life. That's more important. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Prioritize. Uh, but we'd love to do something coming into the new year. It would be fantastic, and we could use your help to do that. Also, it's not too late for you to get... Oh, besides, uh, if you have an Android device... Mm. Man, I'm getting so thrown off. If you have an Android device and you want to leave us uh, some kind of a uh, some love, that would be... Just download the show. You can use the Podcasting Addict, Podcast Republic apps to search the iTunes uh, library, and that's how you could find us. That's just as good. If you have an Android, that's just as good as leaving us a review because, you know, at least you're listening, right? Um, I want an Android. I want a BB-8. Yeah, you do. I have a BB-8. I know. you. Know, I, was, I was surprised to I, see him wasn't. It wasn't charged. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Um, Jason, thank you so much for joining us yeah. for this. Thank you for having me, guys. This was awesome. It's always a pleasure. Jeff, thank you for staying late. I know this is a super long one, uh, which no one has ever told me before. (laughs) 
Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. <laughs> the same to you, sir. See you guys next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.